everyone, welcome to Village Together podcast. And tonight we've got a special episode called The Debate, where we debate the positions in the England national side. And I'm joined by some very special guests tonight, trying to get a good coverage of the Premier League. So just going through um, these guys, if you want to welcome yourselves. Um, so representing Leicester City, we have... It's Neil from, yeah, Beyond the Nines. We've got a few, a couple of players, but I, I guess there's probably more people in here with more of a take on that. But happy to be here, Chris. Nice to see you, mate. Uh, and from Arsenal, we've got... Evening, boys. Yeah, it's Dan Potts from the same old Arsenal podcast. Absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting us on, Chris. Top man. Nice one. Cheers, mate. And um, I'm going to be I'm going to be neutral tonight. So from Aston Villa, we've got. Hi everyone, Ian Gillett. Usual on the pod. Great to be here and great to be mixing with all these guys and hearing their views as well. Um, and one of two Man United fans. Um, we'll go for the, the English Man United fan. We've got. It's uh, Dan here from Footballers, and that is what I want. Uh, yeah, really, really happy to be here tonight. I'm looking forward to talking a lot of football whilst hiding in my spare room. Brilliant. There you go. Great. And uh, representing Burnley, we've got... Joe from Turfcast Podcast. Like uh, that's already been said, mate. Thanks for uh, inviting us on and it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. And for Spurs, we've got... Hi, mate. Uh, Kev here from the same old Spurs podcast. Ain't wrong in North London. It's the same old uh, story for both of us. Similar similar names. <laughs> they win, they win London, things. <laughs> representing North London, both of you. Um, representing Manchester United and Scotland. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's me. It's Reese. Um, United for Life 14 on Twitter. I've not got a YouTube channel at the moment, but let's just let it get going. And then finally, um, good friend of the show, good friend in life, uh, representing Wolverhampton Wanderers, we've got... Uh, Alex Richards. I, d- I didn't know we were good friends in life, Chris. <laughs> we were once. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, OK. So just going to go through, debate the positions. Um, hopefully, I know Reese wants it to be, um, but um, I hope it's not going to be a bloodbath. Um, so we're going to obviously start from back start from back to front um, with goalkeepers so goalkeepers in the squad um, Pickford of Everton we've got Nick Pope Burnley and then we've got Dean Henderson of Man United if you can call him that really obviously made his name with Sheffield United um, I mean the current number one is Jordan Pickford and I think I mean, I imagine that we're probably going to agree on this, that we probably, I mean, Joe's definitely going to agree on this, that we probably don't think Pickford at the moment should be the England number one. So to kind of, I'm just going to, I'm going to throw it to you, Alex. Um, thoughts on Jordan Pickford as the England number one? For you, is it a yes or a no kind of, you know, should he be the, the first choice? Right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'd stick with him. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, and then obviously, I mean, I'm kind of... Why would you get rid of him? Why, why would you swap him out? I'm, I'm neutral. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting involved. Yeah, but you've, got an, you've got an opinion. Why would, why would you move him along? Why, I, I guess if you were swapping him, you'd swap him for Nick Pope. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think the thing at the moment is, and for me, and I'll move on to you in a moment, Joe, for me... 
when as a as a defender, you want a and we've we've seen it at Aston Villa. You want a goalkeeper behind you that's gonna, you know, bring confidence and someone you can trust. And Pickford at the moment this season for Everton, Everton are flying, and they're doing really well at the moment because attacking wise they've been excellent. Um, but he, he seems to be making a mistake every game, and, and with England as well, he doesn't seem to be comfortable um, coming out to claim crosses. Obviously, he's good on the floor. He's got decent distribution. Um, and I just feel like that that's the side of things for me, confidence-wise, that I think that they'd be more confident with someone else. Obviously, on the flip side, he's got more experience than the other two goalkeepers. So, you know, you can argue that that over, you know, Nick Pope and Dean Henderson, who are inexperienced, I don't think Henderson's played for England yet. So that argument goes in his favour. But I just think form at the moment, he seems to be making too many mistakes. Um, so that's what I'm thinking. Um, what What are your thoughts on it, Joe? It's, it's obviously I want Nick Port to be in it, but I'm not just saying that because I'm a Burnley fan. I think if I could have anybody, it'd be Nick Port. But then after that, it'd be Henderson. I think he was class last season at Sheffield United. The only thing that is worrying for Henderson is, like you say, his experience, and now he's not playing first team football for his club. That's the problem. Um, you can kind of see why Southgate is sticking with him. So it's not one of these decisions where there's going to be other decisions where you discuss later on, like the Grealish one, where you just it just doesn't make sense. That why Grealish isn't in that side. Obviously, we'll all get onto that. But with Pickford, it kind of does make sense why he's still there because he's not making these mistakes for England. However, like you said, he's making the mistakes nearly every week now uh, for Everton. And Southgate did say at the start of his England tenure that he was going to be picking players on on form, not on reputation. But it seems like Pickford's there because of his reputation. Um, but again, it's one of them. It's how long do you stick with him while he's poor for his club? Because we did the same thing with Joe Hart, didn't we? And then all of a sudden, he just lets in a howler against... Iceland, I think it was over there. And I still can't remember. I've just, just blanked it out of my head. Um, it's the same with the same with Pickford as well. I think he's gonna he's gonna stick with him. I think he's proven that. He's given Pope his chance. Pope didn't do anything wrong. Neither did Pickford the other day, to be fair. Um, but Pope can't really do anything else to get that to get that number one spot. Now look at the season he had last season. Nearly won the Golden Glove if it weren't for an absolute wonder strike on the last day of the season. Well, he would have shared it. Um, it's been fantastic. Him and Tarke, which we'll get on to. I think Tarke should be in there as well. Um, we're both fantastic in defence and then 15 clean sheets uh, attack is as much as they are Nick Pope's but there's nothing more Pope can do like you say that's that's the part of his game where Pope is so strong it's coming and collecting crosses he takes so much pressure off off defences so a lot of the work that you see that he does as a keeper isn't seen as much as like a shot stopping keeper not that Pickford is a shot stopping keeper because he don't even he don't even stop shots does he uh, but Pickford again is better with his feet and that seems to be where football's going these days if you're a defensive player who's better with your feet than you are at tackling or, or making saves in a goalkeeper's case. You, you tend to be in sides these days. But, yeah, that's my argument. I think I think it should be poor, but it makes sense why Pickford is still there. I understand why Southgate is sticking with him, but I don't think he should. I think he's going to make that mistake soon for England and then and then we'll all be saying, ah, I told you so, but then that'll be the case and Southgate might be like, right, well, I might start making some changes now. We'll see. Yeah, it's a good point. I think, you know, Pickford hasn't made any... You know, notable mistakes for England so far, and I suppose that's that's the key thing, isn't it? At the end of the day, um, probably a big thing comes down to trust, and I think Gal Southgate has shown that he trusts a lot of players, doesn't he? In terms of, you know, not just a, not just kind of off the pitch, but on the pitch as well, in terms of trusting people that he knows what they're going to do, and and kind of trying to build a kind of system. And I, I know I know a couple of managers have tried it over the years in terms of trying to instill that kind of club 
culture within the national side. I suppose part of that is kind of having that consistency. If you keep chopping and changing things a lot, it's going to make things difficult. I mean, particularly in goal, um, it's just it's one of those positions. Obviously, that's why we, we're kind of doing this. It is possibly up for debate because he seems to be making mistakes, you know, fairly regularly for Everton. Representing Brighton, we've got Maz. How are we doing? All good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry for the late, uh, late notice. I just got the, the uh, message on the DM, so apologies for that. No, it's all right. It's all right. These things happen. Um, okay, guys, what we're thinking in terms of um, the third option, I suppose, at the moment, um, in terms of which is Dean Henderson. I mean, I suppose you guys, realistically, you know, United fans haven't seen a massive amount of him from Man United. I suppose you can go off what he did last season for Sheffield United. I mean, would you guys kind of have him in the reckoning at the moment, or would you stick with one of, would you stick with Pickford or maybe go for Nick Pope? Uh, I think, I think first and foremost, you can't you can't have a keeper who starting for England who isn't starting in the league for his for his club. It's it's as simple as that. Um, Pope and Pickford, whereas Pickford's making the mistakes he's making, they're playing week in week out. You know, Henderson's played against Luton and Brighton in the. Uh, in, in the cup, so um, for me, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Henderson really gets gets the nod at the moment. Um, that's not to say, and I, I don't know, um, I don't know what, what's going to happen this season with United, whether or not he will force his way into that first eleven for United. But for me, at the moment, as as, as a United fan, I don't see him as number one for England. I, I kind of agree with Alex uh, in the sense that I, st- I still keep Pickford. Pope's Mister Reliable, he is, but Pickford for me, I, I'll never forget. You know the, the World Cup penalty save against against Colombia. He's, you know, I, I love him for that, and I, I just I just feel like Alex said he's he's done nothing wrong for England really at the moment. And I get we pick players on form, but what's to say he's playing well for England? Has a couple of bad games for Everton. You drop him straight away. You know you drop him for England. What what does that say if he's playing well consistently for England, which he is at the moment? He's not doing much wrong. I can't see a reason for dropping him uh, at the moment. That is. Yeah, I can say the same there. Really, I can I can pretty much vouch for the same sort of situation. Obviously, me being Scottish, I want Pickford to stay in goal because I don't think he's I don't think he can command his box. But what I will say is, if I had to choose um, for England, I'm going to agree with the Burnley side of this. I think the best option at the minute is Nick Pope. I think he is the best option to having goals, but um, I think Southgate is a massive hypocrite. He should be picking if he says he's going to pick players on form. That's what he should do. But you can't just go drop someone if they've done nothing wrong. And you reference the penalty save. Yeah, I'll admit, like England got to the semi-finals of the World Cup. They were a bit fortunate in that World Cup as well in certain games. But you can't realistically drop someone if they're having, I wouldn't say horrible games at club level, but if they're doing well at international level, it's not fair to just drop them on the spot. But if I had to choose, if I was English. I would choose Pope. There we go. That's what Joe wanted to hear. <laughs> At least someone's finally agreed. Someone finally wants a Burnley player in that squad. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, because the fourth position, obviously Dean Henderson's not going to be playing. Do you think Aaron Ramsdale would be in that third spot by the end of the season? Because if Dean Henderson's not playing, and Aaron Ramsdale would be the person that I'll be looking at as that third position as well. And considering, as you guys were saying, that you need somebody that's going to be playing game in, game out, Aaron Ramsdale is going to have that. Hey, Joe Hart's uh, only 39. He'll be all right. Give him a go. <laughs> 39. Joe Hart. Joe Hart. For goodness sake. The guy's <laughs> done at the top him? level. He, he should What's be playing in. 
What's a signing for Spurs? What's He's a, a cheerleader. He's there to be a cheerleader. I'll take his <laughs> cheerleading skills. No heart. <laughs> I, feel, I feel sorry for Gazaniga at our club. Poor old Joe Hurt's come in yeah. and just started shouting at people and got in. <laughs> Keep the ball boys away from him. He likes to have a go at them, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. <laughs> mm. So, um, based on the grounds of that, then, so England goalkeepers, you've got Ramsdale, you've got Henderson, you've got you've got Pickford, you've got Pope, potentially Heaton. Um, Foster? I'm sure there's a, Foster. Yeah, I was thinking, Fo- thinking Foster. He's Foster's a good not goalkeeper. retired again for the third yeah, time. Foster's retired from international. Yeah, he's always retired. <laughs> Didn't know that to be fair. I didn't even know about Jamie Vardy. I remember someone arguing with my friend about six months ago. Why is Jamie Vardy in that squad? He's like, he retired. I'm like, what did he? <laughs> England's best number nine. He is at the moment. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, okay, just to kind of round off on the keepers then. Um, I think to round off, Chris, they're all awful. That's because you've got the best goalkeeper in the league, Alex. That's why you've got the best goalkeeper in the league, Alex Patri- mm. uh, Ray Patricio. Ooh. He's good. I wouldn't say he's the best. He's good, though. I think we've got uh, the best, haven't we, really? They're, they're just so much of a muchness, aren't they? All, all yeah. the England keepers. There's none of them that really stand out. I think um, it's a shame, really, that it's it's become... You kind of wish that you had peak David Seaman. Or, mm. or you know... Ask Ronaldinho about Dave Seaman at his peak. <laughs> <laughs> he, he forgot no, how to jump. This is what I'm saying. Like, even when the keepers are looking strong, like the Dave Seaman, and I'm a Spurs fan, but Dave Seaman was a top keeper for England. Don't forget his uh, wonderful save against Scotland. Sorry, Reese. Uh, that was Yuri Geller, wasn't it? Geller. <laughs> yeah, it was Yuri Geller's fault. <laughs> but even yeah. even top keepers at that level, being a keeper, man, you get thrown under the bus, like because you're gonna have that moment where you've let your whole team down. So again, that's why uh, with Pickford, as the boys were saying, you know, he's not actually done anything wrong for England. I look back to the Columbia game and that, and for me. You know, he's still there and, and, and within the England set, rightly so. Like, he's still playing week in, week out for his club. So he ticks that box. Making a few mistakes, yes. But for England, he's not made that mistake yet. And so hopefully it's not a, in a position where it costs us. But sometimes I keep a mistake like in the World Cup 2002 can cost you a big time. I think also, yeah, just, just just a quick one. Sorry, guys. With regards to our love for penalty shootouts, which we all, you know, England love a good penalty shootout. Mm-hmm. You've got Pickford in between sticks and the penalty shootout. You ought to, you you start to feel that little bit more confident because he's 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 had two. He's 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 got us through two penalty shootouts already. You know, I I, I stick with him. I stick with him. There we go. So what I would what I would say is playing him from the back. He's better suited. Pickford's better for that. If you want a shot stopper, I'd say Pope's your better shot stopper. But playing out from the back, Pickford is definitely the best option for that style of play. Yeah, I, I even I'd agree with that. Even I'd agree with that. You saw that last Burnley game. That's the one thing that Pope cannot do. I can't remember who played the ball back to him. It weren't even a bad pass, and, and Pope tried to control it, miscontrol it, lunging at the Newcastle striker Wilson. I think it could have been anybody. I can't remember how human. Uh, so it's one of them situations where I'm blocking out my mind. But it, it, he's, he, he can't do that. Can Pope? He, he's, man, he's, watching, he needs to be better at it. Watching Sean Dykes play out from the back, I'd love to see that man. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. We tried to do it at West Ham a few years back and got beat three 0 there. So that's that's why we don't do that. With the year we got into Europe, the year after. Sean Dash was like, right, now we should start playing a different style. And we're all like, why? When we've done so well doing the way we do, and then it didn't work, funnily enough. But we, we survived, so that's all that matters. <laughs> there you go. Well, as Alex has said, they're all not, you know, none of them are very good. Um, but either either a show of hands or a emoji reaction, um, who'd, who'd stick with um, Pickford as the number one for England? Yeah. Yeah. Sticking. Yeah, definitely. So we've got three. Who else? 
Reese is saying no. You well, actually, you want you want Pickford anyway, don't you? I want Pickford in, but if I'm oh. going by logic, I'm choosing Tom Pope. Uh, Nick Pope, sorry, I'm thinking Tom Heaton. Not for me. Nick Pope. 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 <laughs> don't he play for Port Vale? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's destroyed. He? <laughs> yeah, I knew one of them. <laughs> so who, the other? So who's going for Nick Pope then? Who fancies Nick Pope as, as number one? Oh, overwhelming majority. Yeah, there we go. So we've decided. This I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to work for you lot, man. No mistakes at work and you're getting sacked. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is all going to Gareth Southgate at the end. And, you know, he's, he's got to agree. True. Or, or, you know, consequences. Um, there you go. Just kind of get a thing. Anyone fancy Dean Henderson or Aaron Ramsdale or anyone? Nah, I think if Henderson were playing week in, week out and doing as well as he did last season, he'd be up there up there with Port. But you, you can't play someone who's on the bench for the for the... For the club also with Dean Henderson do you not worry that he's got that element of and I think this is what 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 made so many errors for Joe Hart is you watch him play he's he's a great goalkeeper but the passion sometimes he's too passionate he's too uh up for the game and I think that was a problem with Joe Hart so many times you'd watch him in the tunnel leading up to that game and he'd be he'd be screaming at himself he'd be getting you know, he'd proper up and sometimes I think just a bit of calmness sometimes goes a long way and I, I worry with Henderson as a United fan I watched him at Shrewsbury Town, he was on loan with us for a season. Great keeper, but sometimes he just riled himself up so much that there was an error there. I, I think yeah. you could say the same thing about Pickford, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a bit more arrogance rather than um, sort of, yeah, being too passionate. I think he just comes across a bit arrogant. And uh, I've seen a lot of social media as well, especially he posts and, like, yeah, he thinks, he basically, I personally think he thinks he's better than he is. He's a great goalkeeper, like you said. But I think he's got that air of arrogance which sort of borders a bit too much sometimes. And sort of has he justified that? That's my sort of biggest question is, you know, does he warrant that kind of arrogance? But yeah, no, he's a great keeper. You can't deny that. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. He does have that air of arrogance, which could maybe be his downfall. But yeah, we yet to see, I suppose. He is under 21 England goalkeeper though, isn't he, Dean Henderson? Mm. He's not, sorry? Isn't he not the under 21 goalkeeper? No, Dean Ramsdale now, isn't it? Yeah, Ramsdale. Ram- Ram- yeah, he's playing tonight, Ramsdale, actually, I think. Yeah. Or is he? Okay, move, moving on then, because I'm just conscious that Joe needs to shoot off in a bit. Well, if, if you we, can see me looking at my phone every thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> if we move on, if we move on to centre halves, this is, you know, probably a position that we could end up debating for for a while. In all fairness, because before we do centre half, Chris, quick question: Are we doing Southgate's back three, or are we doing a more suitable and what England should be using as a back four? Four, four, fucking two. Trying <laughs> <laughs> like Daishi himself. Go <laughs> with two, though. You just it's, can't. They're not well, good enough. Simple as that. That's always playing three. That's that's the point. They're not. None of them are good enough, really, are they? Um, but for for two of you in here, um, Joe and Maz, you know, you guys are probably going to argue that there's players that should. You know whether yeah, whether we should, should be should be an England squad. So so Joe, I mean, realistically, should should your man be an England squad? And if you think he should, who do you think he should be in there ahead of? Uh, to be honest, ahead of is I don't know. Ahead of I don't know. I'm I'm not a big fan of Mings, and I don't really want to say that. I'm sorry, your face. I'm not a big fan of Mings. He makes too many mistakes. But again, he's good with the ball at his feet. And that just seems to be all that matters these days in the Premier League. And 
and things uh, at the top level international football. As a Burnley fan, it's not something that I see happen on the turf very often, but somebody in a claret shirt anyway. Um, so it's not something that I really look at. I think, yeah, I want my defenders to do that. But as an out-and-out defender, somebody who makes tackles, wins headers, wins clearances, sorry, makes clearances, James Tarkovsky is statistically one of the best, if not the best English centre-half. It was in the who scored or whatever it was, European team of the season last season. His statistics in the Premier League were better than any other English centre-half. Admittedly, Burnley's system does help him with that. I'm not going to sit here and say he is the best English centre-half. I'm just saying statistically last season he was, because he's not. Um, but it's one of them. I think you're going to get onto it now with the big six bias. And someone mentioned it before we started recording. I think it was a Leicester chap. Apologies, I can't remember exactly who it was. But there is a big sick bias and a big club bias, I think, now. And there's a snobbery when it comes to Burnley as well. I think that's our system, though. It's not just the club. I think it's the system that we play. Everyone knows that we play a, I don't like using the word defensive, a compact style um, where we have the two banks of four and force everyone out wide so that when the balls come in, Tarky wins them. Tarky just does win them, though. Tarky, Ben, me, win them headers. That's that's why we started so bad, because Ben, me and Tarky weren't there at the first few games of the season. But when they come in, fingers crossed, we get his way up the league. But... Yeah, he's not as good at the ball as his feet with Mings and Maguire and Gomez and the other players. Um, but as an out-and-out defender, which surely that's what you want, he is better. But like, um, I can't remember it was, Alex said, if we are playing the the three centre-halves, would Tarky work in that? Because he's never really played in that, to my knowledge anyway. He's never played for it in Burnley. Um, but I just think him, Corder and Dunk have done so well this last season. I don't see why... Duncan Tarkey, for example, don't get a sniff and it's taken Cody so long to be able to finally be recognised. Telling you now, if James Tarkovsky moved to Leicester this summer, he'd be in that England squad by, by Christmas, 100%, because people would look at him now and say, he's playing for a different club with more pressure um, and he's playing in a different style and he's proven himself. If, if you don't think Tarkey's good enough in the England style, that's fine, but at least give him the chance to prove himself. Please give him the chance to, to prove himself in the England squad because he's done so well for Burnley in the Premier League, playing against top opposition. Yes, he might only be playing for Burnley where there's not much pressure as there is playing for Man United, but he's playing against Man United and doing well. He's playing against Arsenal and doing well. He's playing against everybody in the Premier League last season and doing well. But I tell you, I'd, now, have, if he, if I'd he, have those. Oh, I would sorry, honestly, again. I would have those three that you've just said in the England side. I'd have much more confidence yeah. in Cody Tarkowski and Dunk than I would in that Harry Maguire clown. Joe Gomez, who needs a partner next to him to be good, like Van Dyke, and Kyle Walker as a centre back is just a disaster. Yeah, so for well. me, I would have three defenders that know how to defend. I'm a bit old school. I like the Tony Adams of this world. For me, that is about that is what a defender is, not someone who can do kick-ups at the back, somebody who can actually get in hard. And that's what Lewis Dunk has done for the last yeah. three seasons. That's what Connor Cody shows that he can do with Wolves and he fits into that system. And I think Tarkowski's been immense. And I think Ben Mee's been great at a partner with him as well, by the way. But I think Tarkowski's been fantastic for Burnley. And as a neutral, I would have more confidence with those three then thinking, who's going to mess up first? Kyle Walker, who can't play centre-back. Harry Maguire, who messes up every week for, for Man United. Or Joe Gomez, who has got no kind of experience as such um, in an England shirt, but looks okay next to Van Dyke, who I think I probably would. So as far as I'm concerned, man, them three names you've just given, I would have much more confidence in the England team. And this is why I interject when I say... This is why I interject, sorry. That's why I say, like, um, I wouldn't have Tarkovsky, but I would have Ben Mee. I think Ben Mee is a much more confident player. No, that's an inter- it's well, interesting that because Burnley fans often have that debate as well. Personally, I prefer Tarkey. I like, look- like Tarkovsky, but I'd have Ben Mee personally. I would but if, have if, ben if, if you look at if you look at Burnley for the last 
five years. Ben Mee's always been there. He's had so many people next to him. Michael Keane, who was fantastic next to Ben Mee, mm-hmm. he's done all right at Everton. Um, but again, it's another could be a different system. So that could be, it's one of them. It's I won't get into it too much now because obviously it's a Burnley debate. But yeah, Ben Mee's class, but I think Ben Mee for me makes too many mistakes. I think Tarke, but maybe Ben Mee's the guy that maybe Ben Mee's the glue that holds our defences together because, like I said, he's done it with Michael Keane. He did it with other players whose name off the top of my head I can't remember. Um, Shackle, think people like that, and then they're leaving and they're not as good. So it's one of them. But I think I've a lot of people disagree with Burnley fans. They do think Ben Mee is better, but personally, I think it's darker, and that's why I'd have him in the England squad. Um, I agree with that sense in the sense of you should have the old school defensive approach. I mean, Man United. Yeah, name I agree with that. Four classic defenders like Real Ferdinand, Vidic. Yapstam, like going back to the comments meant about um, Big Tony Adams as well. Like you want a defender that can defend, but I'm not all for about playing out from the back for your defenders. I prefer the mid- I prefer you just get to your midfield and let the midfield carry the games. Let yeah. them deal with it. You don't have to play from the back. You don't Didn't have Ferdinand, to. But wasn't that Ferdinand was that defender for United? I've seen Ferdinand so many times lose the ball on the halfway line trying to play a silly little pass. I don't class yeah. him as that old-fashioned defender, and my, the, I, I will stick up for Harry Maguire. Not in the sense of um, not in the sense of he should be starting because I don't think he should be starting for England at the moment. I think his head's not in at the moment. I think the thing that's happened in the summer is it's still big enough, though, isn't it? His head big enough. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> in my own slab head. Um, no, <clears throat> I think the problem you got. He comes to United last season, and then a quarter of the way into the season, he's given the captain's armbands. You don't need that in your first season. The guy's there to defend, and he pl- he plays so well without that added pressure. Now the problem we've got, I don't see Harry Maguire as a captain. Harry Maguire to me is is not a captain. Um, I've I've been very lucky, and you know we've all we've all had great captains of our teams. You know I I had Kino uh, Vieira for Arsenal. Um, who are we talking Villa here? Villa, who did Villa have that was a great captain? Paul Merson. Gareth Barry. Gareth Barry, Barry, I suppose. But this is what I'm saying. He doesn't doesn't install confidence in me. And and the problem is at the moment, I feel like the pressure with what's going on at United, he is the scapegoat at the moment. The pressure of what's happened in Greece, I think the guy should be away from the England. I do think he should be away from the England squad at the moment. And these nation leagues that we've got, the nation league, why not let Tarkovsky go in there? Why not let Dunk go in there? This is the time you give them their opportunity to to show us what they can do. Because these are... Let's be honest, I know you've got a way into Europe, but these are glorified friendlies with a bit of a name on it. Give them the chance. Give them the chance to play now. What's funny as well is these these would probably get into the top six sides. If you actually look at those three defenders, they would all walk into Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea, you know, the Thiago Silva, Spurs, you know what I mean? So give them a... It doesn't... I just don't get it, personally. I mean, it says it all when... I mean, it says it all when Lewis Dunk was a £40 million target for Chelsea and then they went for Thiago Silva at the last minute and Tar- um, Lewis Dunk was a Chelsea target. James Tarkovsky was a £50 million target for Man United. Like, that just says Crazy. it all. Like, that just says yeah, it all I, how I know, it changes. Yeah, I know, I know you, you, all mentioned, um, you all mentioned the fact that, you know, you want someone who's a, a ball player and can defend as well. Like, I watch Dunky week in, week out uh, and it's just beyond me how he doesn't get chosen ahead of the likes of Maguire, people like that. Like, just, I remember last season against Watford in the first game of the season, I don't know if you guys saw it, but he made a pass from centre-half. He absolutely cut through the defence. I've never seen a pass like it from centre-half. And it was just, yeah, like, he can, he's, he's an incredible player, a ball player. He, he you know, puts his head in front of it. He, you know, his partnership with Duffy was just second to none. They used to throw themselves at things. They used to, you know, they were just absolute warriors on the pitch. And as that partnership was just incredible. So, 
yeah, I, I just don't get, I just don't understand how he's not made the team because uh, he can play and he can defend. So I just don't see what the logic with Southgate comes into it. To be honest, Maguire needs time away. Needs time away from the. He needs time away from 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 the international setup, and he needs he needs a break from from United at the moment. I think. This, as you said, and Dunk is. I've I've seen Dunk play a lot, and actually, I'm quite I, I agree. I'm quite surprised how good he is on the floor with with his feet. He's he's a ball playing centre back at, at the best of times. And um, do you know what? I'm surprised that Arsenal didn't didn't push for him because I think he'd have I think he'd have done such good work at Arsenal. Hundred percent. I think he I think I think he'd improve pretty much any defence in the Premier League with like what he can bring to the team. Of course, you know you you, you look at the likes of Van Dijk and you know your elite players. Of course, he's not in, he's not in that category at all, but. Yeah, I'd say he'd improve a lot of defences, especially yeah, like the likes of Arsenal, Spurs. Um, you I know, think we went. I there. think we went in for him, but we went for instalments over twenty years. They said no. <laughs> That's United, mate. That's what United did. Instalments, in, 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 FC. Jesus. Yeah, no. The fact we the fact we were able to hold on to him was mental. Um, yeah, like there were so many clubs interested in him. And the fact we, we hold on to him... I How old is he, Maz? How old is he, Dunk? Uh, he's 20, 28. 28. Well, he might be turning 29, 20, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's in so the prime like, years as a centre-back. Prime years as a centre-back. And he's shown that he plays, like, somebody who's, like, four or five years his junior. Like, he's that good on the ball. He was fantastic in the, the league game at the Amex against United. Was, yeah, I think, I think they need chances. That's it. And, and like you said, the, these... these uh, European games that are coming up, which are competitive as well. You're throwing them in the competitive, not just the friendly. They can, they can, you know, get their t- cut their teeth at that high level. And I think I'd, I'd like to see them personally. Well, I think like we, we said just as we kind of went on to the defenders, we mentioned um, you know about two or three at the back, and you know we, defensively we we have been pretty crap. You know, it's not like you look back at when we had you know. Sol Campbell, Rio Ferdinand, John Terry, you know, those kind of guys who were, they were all elite defenders. And then just before, like, you know, Tony Adams, etc. we've got guys who, you know, I don't think you could say any of them, even, you know, the likes of Maguire playing at Man United. And, <clears throat> you know, they're all playing at top six clubs, but none of them you'd say are elite defenders. But I think when you're talking about, you look at you look at it two, two ways. You talk about kind of, say, like Tarkovsky and, we, we have mentioned Dunk, but as Maz said, he's, he's good on the floor. But I think we don't associate with that, that with Tarkovsky. But if we were to go with a back three, which I think Southgate wants to, and as we've pointed out, you know, Alex pointed out that, you know, our defenders are crap, as we were with the goalkeepers, you know, is it a case? And that's why he's kind of, again, it's it's kind of similar to like Grealish. Cody had a great game against Wales and then doesn't feature against Belgium. If we were to go with three at the back, do you think Alex... You know, Cody's the right man or the perfect man to play in the middle or not? I, I given that he does it every week, then yes. Um, I think we saw we saw Dyer do it at the weekend, and it's a, it's a completely different thing playing in the middle of a back three as it is playing as one of two. Because and you watch Cody when he does it, he's very good at making himself spare constantly, always being around the backs of, of those he's playing with, always in supporting positions effectively. He very rarely gets caught out like Dyer did getting getting caught in a foot race with Lukaku and giving away that penalty. He always gives himself a couple of yards um, and, he, and he always plays with the game in front of him so he can continually talk. I mean, you don't hear anybody talk quite as much on a football pitch as he does. Um, and he's very good at doing that. He kind of... If I, I, if we were here now and saying England play 4-4-2, would, you, would he be in a squad? I'd laugh at you and say he gets nowhere near because... He's a championship-level defender in a back four. He, he cannot do it. 
in a back three, he can mask his own his own deficiencies, if you will, and he can and he can raise up the levels of others around him. So I think that if they're playing a back three and he's playing, he's the man for me that should be in pole position to play in that middle. Now that would be in comparison with with Eric Dyer, who we saw at the weekend. I think if Joe Gomez was playing at his very best, or and this is completely out there at the moment because we haven't seen the best of him for two years, if John Stones was playing at his very best, then they would both be ahead of him in that central position in the back three. Mm. But given neither of them currently are, I think he has to be, you know, you have to be looking at him and going, yep, yeah, he should be in that reckoning. So I think you're right because when you think if you look at centre halves and if you look at back three he's the only one that plays in that formation week in week out um a player who seems to be you know he's played there all his career essentially on and off eric dyer but he seems now under jose it's not jose is it? it's jose 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 that he's that he's playing centre half you know would he if we're talking as in you know if we're going to go back three which i think what southgate's going to go for then you know would Eric Dyer, and let's let's see what you think about this, Kevin. You know would would you add have Eric Dyer in your back three for England? Would have him in my back three for Spurs. I don't understand the obsession <laughs> with him, apart from the fact he obviously speaks Portuguese. Him and Jose must go out for Nando's, have a little you know spicy rice together, and get a bit gassed. But no, no <laughs> listen, Eric Dyer is obviously a good football player. There's no doubt in that. And obviously, his his first couple of seasons with us, he was playing a bit of a more he started at right back and then obviously had a bit of a more advanced role. But when you're playing alongside Moussa Dembele, you're going to look good. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So I think his defensive brain as well, sometimes his positioning, even the goal um, against, who was it? Oh, a couple of weeks ago, I think at Newcastle, he gave away like something stupid. He just, there's so many mistakes in him. It's just, he doesn't read the game defensively well. You know, if you look back to say Ledley King, like the man oh, had Ledley no King. knee, right? The man had no knee, but he read the game so well that he didn't need need a knee because he could rein, uh, read the game. It was intelligence. With Dyer, sometimes he gets caught out in positions. He doesn't have the pace to get back either. As you said, he got against Lukaku. Same thing. Uh, he's just he's just not intelligent enough to play in that position there. Obviously, when you're in the middle of a free, you can get some support from the people around you, and obviously it can hide your mistakes. But I just I don't know. Like I'd hate to be so negative about one of one of our own players, but. I don't know, for me, like his, his best role is, is not in defence. Obviously, yeah, he shouts a bit. He's got a meathead like Maguire. Like, obviously, he's ticking a few boxes there. But he's just, yeah, OK, yeah, you can clatter someone, but you're not intelligent enough to do it in, in the right moments. And, yeah, when you get caught out, all you, all you can do is take someone down like he did for that penalty. You don't I'm know. Amazed. That's the thing. Is he a central defender or is he a central defensive midfielder? Because he, pl- he, he, he just integrates you so many times, doesn't he? You need to be... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you need to be playing yeah. that position week in, week out, don't you? There's no flipping between. Well, well, that's that's what that's what Mourinho's literally since Mourinho's come in, he said, "Look, you are a defender. Get given the big deal." Is that the old Hugo Boss suit on? Done the whole like unveiling like it was a big deal, and I was like, as a Spurs fan, I was like, "Really? Is this what's popping?" Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. It, as I said, I don't want to like sound too negative about one of our own players, but. For England, for me personally, as I said, some of the names that we're talking there, Dunk especially, like, you know, he's got so much more about him in his, his game, like, that he can offer. Like, Dyer, he does have ability to, to play from the back as well sometimes, but 
I, I definitely like I wouldn't be precious about him starting in my team but again I, I think sometimes we often forget as, as fans when we're watching it like managers are making decisions based on a week long's worth of training he yeah. must be an incredible trainer like he must be doing bits in training and the managers are like yeah I've got a lot of time for this guy because on the pitch sometimes I'm like what are we doing like, yeah. for, especially I think that's why I think that's why Trippier gets in is um I think the only reason they get in is because they must be hard working. Obviously, he's working under Simeone. You'd expect him to work your ass off. But I think the only reason Dyer gets in that team is because it's Sporting and for times under Podino, he was a set piece for it. And he was taking he was taking three kicks. So I think that's a reason why he's in is he can play those he can play an acute pass, but he can also deliver a free kick. I think that's the only reason why he's in the Spurs and I reckon um, he's got uh, he's got I reckon he's got nudes, man. How the fuck is he still on his side? Honestly, no, that is dreadful. No, but, but, but with, with Gareth Southgate, with like the, the, the players that he puts his trust in, they are, they're all of a similar type. That's why Winksy gets a nod as well. Hard-working players, yeah. good lads. That's why Grealish, for example, like yeah, all I'm of us are... Well. Yeah, like, like, all, all of us are sitting there looking and going, how's Grealish not playing in this team? Like Because he's troublesome and obviously dealt with him in the under 21 setup as well yeah. like Gareth Southgate if he was a kid at school he's the guy like he's not going to cheat on his test like you're going to try and get him to come out he's like nah bro I'm staying in tonight like he likes them <laughs> kind of players like so that you can see if these people are working hard for him in training and they're just getting the job done he's very much that and he's very magnolia vanilla like. I think that's why he stuck to his guns when he removed obviously it was quite a big social media issue when Phil Foden and Mason Greenwood were sent home he was very committed to his word of they're not playing. They're going home because they need to get away from the situation. So I think that's why he's left them out. But yeah, I agree. It was a bit more than a big social media issue. <laughs> <laughs> it, is still, it is an issue because it's obviously it's kicked off everywhere in social media, but it's obviously it's not a social media issue. But you know what I mean? No, yeah, it's, it's kicked 100%. off on there and that's why it's such a, a problem. Do, but, do we yeah, think, but, going back to Eric Dyer, if, if we're talking about a back three, you kind of so so Connor Cody would go in the back three because he plays in it week in week out, and I know Spurs occasionally go to a back three. But do we think because the Eric Dyer is more of a hard worker, gets stuck in, he's more of a he's more of a you know whatever Joel say says in terms of he's he's not a nice guy, he's a cunt or whatever, you know he he does that kind of stuff. Do you think he hasn't got the know how to play in a back three? Whereas the niece, it's not like playing two at the back where it's kind of like okay. You go to the ball, I'll sweep. In a back three, sometimes you have to think more about it. Do you think Dyer then, when he comes into a back three, he's not really sure what he's doing and how he's playing the game? No, he should be. He should be because he, he did it before under Pochettino for a spell. Spurs used to play the back three and have Alderweireld to one side and Vertonghen to the other side of him for a bit. Um, and then they, they signed Sanchez and put Sanchez in the middle of them. Um, so he should be he should be fine doing it. Um I just think it's one of those things where he he's very clear now that he wants to be a centre-half and that that's the position he wants to play in. And so he's getting an extended run. He's not a bad defender, but he's just not outstanding. He wouldn't be first choice if everybody was fit and playing well. You know, He's definitely yeah. got better as well under Jose. I will give him his due. He's, like, he's improved. Definitely I'm seeing an improvement in him. And it's just that nowadays with, with how fast the game is and the strikers coming at you, like, like not having that like, sort of yard of pace is a massive problem. Like, and that's why when like we're not starting Toby. Like, when I see Toby, like Toby ended up losing a free yard. That's of crazy, pace isn't it? That's I know, crazy. When, that when you're thinking like Dyer starting a, a, ahead of out of Ireland, like that's insane. Like from a defensive point of view, but that literally when you 
it was so sad for me for a Spurs fan to watch Jan Vertonghen lose that couple of yards. It's literally the moment he lost it, done. It's like, yeah, that's it. And as a defender now, as we said, the game has changed so much. He can't like being a bully boy who can just hold hold a striker up. You know, it, it, it's it's not there anymore. That old school defender, like you said, the Tony Adams and the Keons of this world, who would just batter man. Like, <laughs> they're not there. And you know. You can do that. Dyer can do that and knock someone around and you know, clatter them. But then all of a sudden they're, they're speeding past him and he can't get them, and that's a big problem. Unless they're sat in the stands, he's quite quick getting in the stands, isn't he? Well, yeah. yeah. If, 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 <laughs> do you yeah. know what? For that, I've got love. Like if he's, he's back in the beef, he's there. Like if you've got a problem, Dyer's there. Back in it. <laughs> he wasn't happy, was he? I, he wasn't I would have him at the like if he's playing as a. If I was the England coach, I would have him in the base of my midfield. I would have him at the base of my midfield. I would rather have a midfield, eh, a defensive back three of Cody Dunk and I think just based on what we've said uh, I don't want to go against it yeah go on then um, I would have Tarkovsky in there I would probably just go with a back three because that's a back three of defenders and you can play yeah. two ball playing full backs and let them do their job but it's the international experience that, that I worry with that it's all fair and well saying let's chuck Dunk and Tarkovsky in now it's the international experience. It's a whole different breed. And this is the whole thing, going back to the whole Henderson thing. You know, Henderson was great for Sheffield United last year. It was, it was a season where it was a gimme. You know, it was, it, they, had, they were phenomenal. But international experience is so much different. You've got, you've got to have that level. You're playing a different type of player each, each game. It's, it's not the Premier League. It's teams set up so different. Philosophy is so different playing these European South American teams, it's 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 a different ball game, isn't it? I, 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 I'd bring them in, say, bring them in for the Nations League. That's what I say. So I'd also say that where Tarkovsky is concerned, when you watch Burnley defend, they defend the eighteen-yard box, and that's about it. Yeah. As soon yeah. as they lose the ball, they retreat. Yeah. In England are up on the halfway line most of the time, and ball and it's balls in behind, and you've got to turn and spin and run back for them. That's the sort of defending you've got to do for England, which is which is why Joe Gomez gets picked and why Carl Walker gets picked as a centre back because they've got that recovery pace. I'm not sure Tarkovsky does, yeah. and, I, and I'd say the same about Dunk as well. Although really Bright, Brighton have moved yeah. forwards, Brighton have moved forwards to playing this kind of style under Graham Potter, where they where they try and dominate the ball more and they push up to the halfway line. I think if you were picking a Brighton defender next summer, I think he'd be more inclined to pick Ben White than Lewis Dunk. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Like, yeah, with our soft skill, we actually played with three at the back as well. So, you know, if we're talking about England and Brighton, you know, in terms of the, the sort of the way Southgate sets up, it's very similar. But yeah, no, I 100% agree. Dunkey is, that is probably one of his worst traits. He's very slow, uh, especially on the turn as well. Like, especially when we first got into the Prem, he made a lot of mistakes. Um, he's definitely grown since then. I remember he scored a couple of, uh, quite a few home goals as well in the, in the FA Cup and in the league. So, you know, he's very error-prone, error but he's grown a lot. And, yeah, unfortunately, he doesn't have that yard of pace. Um, but then you, you mentioned Ben White as well. He's been, you know, he's incredible. I rate him. Absolutely. I rate him highly, Ben White. Yeah. He, he's, he's, well, he's, got, he's pretty much a faster dunk. Like, he's got, he's got, the, he's got, he's pacier. He's class on the ball. Um, you know, he, he's just got that, uh, he's got that air about him where he, like, he grabs the ball and he just runs out of defence and he can take players on. He's very confident. Like everything about him just excites me as a Brighton fan, just because yeah, you know the, the the future for us is definitely very, very bright, especially well for England as well with you know uh, Ben White and we've got a lot you know a few uh, English youngsters coming through as well. So yeah, no, I, I think Ben White definitely if he carries on the way he's going at the moment, he's yeah he's been very shaky in the past couple of games. He um, you know he got spun by Rashford, got absolutely sat down uh, in the United game, so that wasn't good. But um, apart from that, he's you know he, he's a solid solid defender. 
And um, I know he can do it on a big stage. Just he, I think he needs time. It's too early for him. But, you know, next season... He's only, he's young. He's only young. He's got years ahead yeah. of him. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. Central defender, you know, you're hitting that peak at 27, 28. You've got that sort of knowledge, yeah. the footballing no, exactly. brain as well, you know, and the physicality. Yeah. Sort of just yeah, answering no. question, though, haven't we, there, in the sense of the three defenders that we're, at, we're saying give a chance. The one thing that, that they all lack is pace. And that's where you get found out in that international game, isn't it? You need, and that's why we see Walker played at that back three, the right side, because he's lightning, isn't he? he he's, he's lightning. So if we're going to, so if we're going to go based on that, then would you have say Cody and Duncan centre back in these international friendlies? Duncan Cody, and then play Kyle Walker or Gomez as a right-sided centre back. Gomez, because yeah. he's, he's, yeah, he's a centre off. He's a centre. He's a centre back. Yeah, I think. Is. I think it's putting it's putting square square pegs in round holes, isn't it? With, with Walker there. I mean, he's, he's done a job, I suppose, in the World Cup. Um, I mean, on on paper, you know, we got to semi-finals. Okay, we came up against a decent side and we went out. But in the World Cup, Carl Walker had a decent tournament. You know, as the right-sided centre half. Um, in terms of you know, I suppose it goes back to the argument when you're looking at, you know, say Connor Cody, for example, he plays in a back three week in, week out for his club. You know, where's Kyle Walker playing for Man City? And I know he's got that experience and he's got the pace to cover that. But, you know, do you want to have players playing, you know, that I know it's hard because sometimes you've got to adapt to the formation that, that the international team's playing or vice versa. But do you want to have a player playing in a formation for the club side and in the same formation for the national side, you see what I mean? I get what I get what you're saying there, but if you if you take away the form, if you didn't know the formation England played and you didn't know the formation Man City played, and then you watch you watch Carl Walker say in City against Leeds the other week, and then you watch him play against Belgium at the weekend, I don't think you would pick too many differences in where he's actually playing on the pitch. Because he plays in very similar areas when he whether he's playing in that back three or whether he's playing in a back four for City. When he, come, when he plays right back for City, tucks in a lot, stays behind his midfield a lot, leaves his winger to hug the touchline. He doesn't go charging up and down the wing anymore like he used to when he was at Spurs. Very much, he's very much a different defender now. So I think, I think in, in, in essence, the way he plays for England in a back three, he's pretty much the same as he does for City. He just has to perhaps mark a little bit more than he, than he usually would playing for City because they dominate the ball so much. Yeah, I see what you mean. I think he... He, he, he does well. It works. I'm, I'm just going off. You know, is there that argument there about? I think as you as you said, he, at the last World Cup he was really good, but then he made an error in the semi final, which ultimately got England knocked out because it was a winning goal. And also um, think about that as you just said, like the as you said before, the first decent team team we really played was Croatia. Before that, we had you know the mighty Panama, Tunisia. Uh, he he, it's it's that it's that worry, that rashness of him, and we we've, we've seen it so many times where. At that right side of centre back, he does want to bomb on, doesn't he? And he, you can see him sort of almost in that inner in turmoil. Do I go? Do I sit? And luckily, with Trippier there, Trippier is very much he's very disciplined as well. Trippier, he comes from well playing for Simeone, you have to be, don't you? So, so I, I, I kind of I, I I agree with what you're saying. He does he does tuck in for City, but I want to see a centre back for England. Oh, I, I think going forward, you have to. I mean, I think there's enough options there, isn't there? I suppose it's, is it, does it go back to what, does it, do, you know, does it go back to what Alec, Alex said earlier? We play three at the back because our defenders aren't good enough. Mm. You look at, you look, there's enough central defensive um, options out there, um, you know, to, to play three at the back and then to play one of those three at the back 
which is a right back, you know, does that then cover the deficiencies that there are with, with some of the players? You know, is that is that the thing? Because you know, like I say, you could you could play Joe Gomez there. He's got that pace to get back. But then what about again, um, I was going to say, what about uh, Michael Keane? It's a name I haven't realistically mentioned yet, and obviously he's playing as a he's playing as a, he's playing the back four for Everton at the minute, but he's still a he's still a good defender, and obviously like um, the way he's playing under Ancelotti, obviously they're going forward a lot. But bear in mind, they've still got to do a defensive duty, and Michael Keane's an underrated defender. I think again, you're going back to a player that hasn't really got a lot of pace for. Yeah. And 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 also, he has played for England before, and he's not really. I mean, he's been quite error prone, hasn't he? Actually, for yeah. Quite I, there was a spell last season when he wasn't in the Everton team for a long time. He'd got Mason Holgate keeping him out. Um, I think he only really got back in because Holgate's been injured. Um, he, he's an, again, as you say, he's another option, but. Reese, are you trying to get him back in because you think Scotland are going to get to the Euros and you're going to have us in the in the group in the group stages or what? Or well, Scotland are getting the Euros, mate. We're going to beat Serbia one 0 Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> what What about you know? What about the, obviously? I don't think we, we have. I mean, we've mentioned the size of his head, but in terms of you know, probably until until recently, most people probably would have said if you're talking about England defenders, Harry Maguire probably would have been. One player that people would have said, "Yeah, okay, I'd have him in my back two or my back three. You know, would that still be a case now? I mean, I know, you know, what what happened in Greece probably maybe has a bit of an impact on him, but would people still have Harry Maguire in the heart of the England defence? I suppose whether it to be maybe to, to the left to the left of Cody in a back three, possibly. I mean, Neil, Neil, you're 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 Leicester. He was quality for Leicester. I think this is the first time in his career he's really having that, that struggle. For Leicester, he was immense, wasn't he? I, I, I liked him at Leicester. I thought he was decent there. With Leicester playing alongside Wes Morgan, who was telling him what to do. And then, obviously, when Johnny Evans came in, he was telling him what to do as well. So, he got to play alongside two brilliant defenders. I'm not saying any disrespect to Lindelof, but he's not that same kind of leader. And when yeah. he's thrust into his Man United squad, I think I agree, he's got all this attention on him. One thing I will say, though, about Harry Maguire, is he gives you something that we've not mentioned it with set pieces we saw it with England he does give you that slab head as we all know him and he gets you the set piece goals which can be vital in order to win games so it just depends on how he ends the end obviously with current run of form you can't really see Maguire getting in and he's going to get dropped but at the same time Man United might straighten out we might have a good he's, he's looked okay but I think he's still going to be challenging by the end of the year but Man United really have to try and turn this around that's 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 his main issue for him getting in the squad. We're going to win the league. It's, it's given. We're, we're just giving your guys a chance. It doesn't help when him and Baye are playing headers and volleys in their own box. Oh, God. Christ. And he's, marking, he's marking Luke Shaw as well. well yeah, that, was, oh, that, that was the one last week. He, you know, Luke Shaw was trying to clear the ball and Maguire wrestled him to the ground and then whoever it was, Lamella and Dombele scored the goal. Um, the guy I mean, just about, clumsy, doesn't he? Jesus. What about the other guy who we haven't really spoken about and that's why Joe's come on to back Ian up. Um, <laughs> what about Taro Mings on the left-hand side of a, a back three? I like Mings. I like Mings. I, I like him. I mean, he's a, he's a converted left-back, but I still, I like him. I like Mings. Strong, strong player. Again, I think, I think he gives you something to set pieces. He's 27 foot tall. He's, he's massive. I, 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 like, I, uh, him. I like him. I don't even think he's the best English centre-half at Villa. 
I think, well, Ian, what do you reckon to that comment? I think a few of us probably... Uh, it's a big one. Um, I definitely, in terms of Alex's opinion there, I definitely, in terms of the start of this season, he's correct. Esri Concer has been absolutely immense and he's grown so much since we've come out of lockdown. He's been one of our best players. Um, but it comes back to the system in regards to England, doesn't it? And if you're playing free at the back, and for me, that central sort of player should be Connor Cody if you're playing that free. And then do you want a left-sided left footer and a right-sided right footer either side of Connor Cody or whoever your central player is? Um, and that's what Mings offers you in that sort of unit. It's been interesting to, to watch him in the early games this season because he's um, he's sort of really got a good sort of partnership going uh, with Conser at the moment. And we look quite strong considering how poor we were at the back last season. Uh, we're looking really strong in that sort of defensive unit. And then he's added that sort of presence in the opposition area as well. And you'll have seen it against um, Wales when he came up and he got the assist for uh, Danny Ings's goal. Uh, and he's starting to get his head on a lot more things uh, in terms of set pieces. So it's an interesting one. For me, I don't I wouldn't personally start Mings in in that back three. I think Harry Maguire goes to that left hand side because I think Harry Maguire is a, a totally different player for England than he is at the moment for Man United. And he's he's difficult to get round. In tournament football, I think Neil mentioned it as well. Like it's crucial that you have players that are, are good at getting their head on the end of things and he's slab head. We saw it, didn't we, in the World Cup? It, we caused havoc in those early games. And I don't know. The opposition weren't top-ranking opposition, but we caused absolutely havoc. Every time we had a set piece, we looked like we were going to score in those early games. And I think that's what Harry Maguire offers you as well. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting one, Tyrone Mings, because he has got that left foot. He's cool on the ball, sometimes a little too cool. I think we saw it in the Wales game where he sort of brought the ball down. I think, personally think it was a really bad touch, which meant he had to make the, uh, the Wales player. But yeah, he wouldn't... For me, he wouldn't start. I, I really like him. He's growing uh, and he's grown a partnership at the back for Villa, which is, is going to be good going forward because long may it continue. But like Alex said, at the moment, yeah, Esri Concert is probably our best centre. Well, what um, what do you think about that then, Joe, um, in terms of Tyrone Mings? I mean, would he, obviously you watch him week in, week out. Would would you like to see him in England squad? You know, well, the England, England team. Say, say we go with a back three. You know, do you think Mings would be the man on the left-hand side? So, as highlighted by a few earlier, we need that pace. If you're playing a three at the back, you have to have the right and left centre-backs with a bit of pace to actually cover the runs in behind. Mings offers that. He's good on the ball. He's good in the air. He's left-footed. And that's something that no one else in England really offers. With that being said, I wouldn't play a three at the back anyway. And I don't think Mings should be playing. And actually, I think that shows the fragility of the three at the back system. And it actually highlights the weaknesses in the English squad more than anything. The fact that for me, Mings would have to start there. Yeah, I see. I see where you're coming from. It's, it's a tough one. I think we mentioned probably just before you, you joined us. We mentioned about three at the back. You know, is Southgate playing three at the back? Because when you look at those centre backs, you know, realistically, that we've got a lot of options. But is the quality there? You know, is there someone? Would you? Would any of us now, right now, look at those centre halves and say, "I'd have it," you know, he'd be our, he'd be your first choice. You know, could any of us? I mean, you know, you probably, if you're talking about back three, you probably could argue Connor Cody. But I think at the moment, looking at form, I 
don't know who I'd say would be for my first choice, either on the right side, in the middle, or on the left, in the in the back three. I think Connor Cody probably is the only one that I would say. But then like you go back to the start. If you're looking at a back two, Connor Cody wouldn't, wouldn't get near it because he can't play in a back two. There's a few um, that wouldn't get in there, though, isn't there, with the back two. If we switch to, to a back four, should I say, that's Walker eight. That's Dyer eight for me. That's Cody eight. So that's three straight away that are completely out of the situation and probably a lot a lot further down the pecking order then, aren't they? And, and quite possibly not getting into the squad. I think his, his, first, choice, his first choice was was having a back four and having Gomez and Maguire. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. And it yeah. just hasn't and it just hasn't worked, and and that's why he's changed, and and that's why we're kind of now clutching around and trying to throw together a free that will that will mesh and fit in time for next summer. Well, that's because what, Maguire what? and Gomez both need a partner. Both those players yeah. need a partner, and they can't partner each other. Okay. So that's why it's gone to a free. Um, I think that uh, Joe makes a great point about a right back and uh, sorry, a right foot and a left foot. And the reason I say that is because Mikel Arteta has done that. And that's why we've played some ter- terrible players at the left position, like said Kalasanak, because he's left footed. That's literally the only reason he's getting in the side because he's a left footed natural center. So it's the balance of the team that works. So I think Joe makes a great point. But I think we need more Man United and Aston Villa fans on because we haven't got enough on at the moment, Chris. So if you've got any more that want to join, that would be great. Uh, yeah, I just, I've got a few more joining. One player we haven't spoken about, though, is uh, Michael Keane. Now, I, I, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he should be anywhere, you know, like, you know, starting in the sight of But the fact that Everton have played so well. Surely you've got to give him, I don't know what you guys think, but surely you must give him some kind of, uh, you know, a chance to start in the lineup. Because, yeah, he's done so well. Everton have done so well with him at centre-half. Is that, is that like a chance for him to play there? I think other people get ahead of him. Other people get ahead of Michael Keane, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think ah! Alex touched on it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, to, Alex I mentioned Michael Keane earlier. Yeah, we mentioned him. I think Alex mentioned... Oh, okay. In terms of he's he's similar to um, to, to a couple of others in terms yeah. of Eric Dyer being one of them that he needs to be in a three because in, in a two he's not quite quick enough. Yeah, so yeah. You, you're playing that bit higher up the pitch. I suppose similar to like you know Tarkovsky maybe you play that bit higher up the pitch because you've got the ball being England you dominate in possession most games. Then he's got to, he's going to turn and, and run back and he hasn't quite got that pace to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've I, I actually done rating that much. <laughs> I was just interested to see what everyone else thought about it. Let's get yeah. Phil Jones back. Phil Jones will do it. Phil Jones will do the job. I mean, is there, is there anyone? We, we obviously, we mentioned Tarkovsky. We mentioned Ben White and uh, and Lewis Dunk. Is there anyone else that, that that isn't in the squad that potentially should be? I would say if he was at his best and he was playing... If he was at his actual best and he wasn't injured and lack of confidence, I would possibly have John Stones in defence because he is a good defender. But who else would you have in there? Like, like Chris Smalling. Chris Smalling yeah, had a great yeah. season for Roma. Chris, Chris I bet Smalling. that's Serie A, mate. No. Like, no. Like, I, I would not. I, I don't know. I, I see Chris Smalling. I don't know. I'd rather Chris Smalling at centre back than, than, than Kyle Walker. I'd agree with that. 100%. Like, I don't well, know if Chris Smalling is cut enough to be international football anymore, but he is, an, he is still a... Chris Smalling is probably United's best, best defender. In yeah, well, I was just going to say, Chris Smalling's <laughs> be- United's best defender in my eyes. I look at Lindelof, Baye, Maguire... We just, just conceded like 100 goals in our first three league games and we ship out Smalling. And like, I just... The mind bloody boggles with it. I was sat there, honestly, thinking deadline day, he's not gone. Awesome, right? We're gonna we're gonna get him back in now. Same. Let, let, let's get him back in. 
and he's gone. Two minutes later. He's gone for 12 million. Well, I, would, I think that, like, the only reason he's gone is because Solskjaer wants to promote Menge and he wants Twanzebi at defence. Like, that's his long term partnership. And Lindelof there. Oh, God. Oh, they, oh, I couldn't be arsed with those two, frankly. Like, I've, I've given them plenty of time and they're not they're not cut at defence. So, frankly, I'm done with him. Uh, I, I mean, he. Um... I mean, obviously, Smalling's doing okay at Roma. I mean, I don't, I haven't watched enough of Serie A to, to comment. I don't know if you have, Alex. Maybe. Doesn't he play as part of back three at Roma as well, though? I don't know. I, um, I, I don't know, but I know Smalling Southgate, Southgate mentioned Southgate mentioned something about his his work on the ball in terms of him not quite being good enough. What he wants, you know. Again, that comes comes down to the style that he wants. Um, so we'll kind of just before what we'll do, we'll kind of tie this off. Um, I mean, Harry Maguire is probably in terms of centre halves our most experienced. I think if you look at Caps, if you look at Caps as, as central defenders, he's got if you include Eric Dyer, he's got 42. But how many of those Caps has he played at centre half? Harry Maguire got 26. Um, I think before his recent downturn in form, I think most people probably would have had him. In their back, back two or three as England's first choice. Without a doubt, without a doubt, I, I still back him, and I think once he gets this loss of form, and I think he'll come through it, we'll see the best of him. But I just think he needs a break. I think he needs a break at the moment. So I agree. If we go, if we go, we'll, we'll go with back three because I think that's that's what Southgate's going with at the moment. Um, show of show of hands or or emojis, reactions, however you want to do it. Who'd have Harry Maguire starting for England? If he had no loss of form and confidence, if he was like the Harry Maguire I know, I would have him. I would have him at centre back. Yeah, I think, would, I think that was most people, but Maz and Dan. No, not me. I wouldn't have Maguire. No. I just, I just. We go it. back to this picking teams, people on form, don't we? And he's he's been, he's just not at the races for United at the moment. And when I see him line up for England, when I saw he was playing against Belgium, I was like, ah, oh, I don't think this is right. I think he should be out. I should. If anything, he should have been away from it. I, at the moment, I just don't see him starting. I can't start. Not at the moment. If you're basing it on form, 100%, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have him in the squad. So what, yeah, what you'd based you'd on form. in the squad so that, so that England would lose, wouldn't you? <laughs> I said if Pickford was in goals, I would be laughing because he's a worst goalkeeper. What, what about then, we've mentioned him quite a bit, and obviously we've mentioned him in terms of the back three. Um, yeah. Kind of same again, show of hands or, or reactions or whatever. Um, Connor Cody, who would start him at the moment? I think if you're playing a three, it makes sense. You need a central centre-back who actually plays in a three for their club. If you look at every team who successfully uses a three at international level, they always have that. If England are playing the game tomorrow as they're playing it, then yeah, he, he should probably be starting. We'll go. We'll go out then. We'll go right now because we say like you know, it's a bit. There's a bit of debate in terms of Maguire's form, even though yeah. most people said they would have started. We're picking it now. We can't be picking it for next summer, surely. <laughs> a lot can change by then. What about then? Um, trying to think, who realistically would be? How many people would go for Kyle Walker in a back three? Yeah. Just Alex. Okay. Uh, Joe Gomez. Then who would go for him? Maz, Joe, Neil's not sure. No, Ian. Um, I just think he offers that pace. Like, yeah, it, like we mentioned about quite a few, a few centre-halves lacking a bit of pace. I think, you know, he, he's good. He's just, yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know about him. He's, I'm still fifty, but I would put him right now. I'd put him in the team. I think, I think most of us probably would say that 
you know, is is defensively looking at centre halves, is this possibly our weakest area? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it obviously is. And I think compensating for that by sticking another one in just seems like a really poor utilisation of all of our midfield and attacking talent, to be honest. Like, if you've got a poor defence, why stick another poor defender in there when you could potentially play a far more progressive attacking lineup and actually utilise the skills our nation currently has? Yeah, it says think... all about how weak England's defence is when you played a, a defensive midfield, what, a couple of weeks ago? You played a midfield of three defensive midfielders. I mean, that says all how bad your defence is. Yeah, you can't pick, if you can't it's... pick two centre-halves, then don't pick a third one, pick a right-back. That's basically what he's doing. Yeah. Shocking, yeah. man. Shocking. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think saying all this, though, you know, played the world's number one ranked team at the weekend and beat them. I... I... <sighs> It's a fast. They shouldn't be number one in the world. There's no way they should be number one in the world. It didn't look too great. If you base it on like who the overall best is, like no way they should be up at the top. I mean, a lot of people say Germany. And Germany are done three three with Switzerland, but right up there, like, the best, probably the best international team in world football is probably, unfortunately, what, pains me to say, it. France. <laughs> No, it's a tough one. one. I mean, we'll move on to to Gareth's favourite position, which is which is right back. So obviously, we work off a back three. So we're looking at right right wing backs. This is easy, isn't it? Easiest position of the night, surely. Alexander Arnold, surely. I think most most people would say Trent. Uh, Trent. Yeah. I mean, the United boy is not going to argue that Wambasaka in the team. No, no, Wambasaka last season. Like Wambasaka last season, definitely. But but Trent, you, you can't for right wing back especially. That's Trent's position. That that is Trent, isn't it? He he is phenomenal. I oh, I hate saying it, but he is. He's phenomenal up those way up that wing. And he's, I, he's one of the best in the world, isn't he? In my yeah, opinion, definitely. If you're looking at somebody that's going there, but also, I'm thinking that what's it called? I think Lamptey actually has deserved a shot if yeah. he carries on this this kind of form as well because he's yeah, looking like really him. good this season. Yeah, Tariq Lamptey's been yeah he's been incre- incredible. Like <laughs> his pace, uh, his, the tackle against Newcastle that got me. I think yeah, he ran man. about 30, 30 yards and he just yeah got back and recovered the ball. It's just like yeah he's he's the only thing I've got problem issue with him is his height. I know uh, I'm a small man myself. <laughs> I started about five foot five on a good day, but you know for me as a you know his, his height does let him down sometimes. Obviously from the set pieces um, and stuff like that. But I, I know that's not really integral for right back. I know it's not a huge part of your game, but I just feel like that's maybe his only negative. But apart from that, he's incredible going forward. He can get back and recover. Um, yeah, he's got all he's got all the great things to become a great right back. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, Trent Alexander-Arnold is a levels above him at the moment. But I don't see any reason why in the future, why he can't get to that level if he carries on the way he's going. Do you not think Trent will do what they based on a defensive system, you're going... If you go on a base on a defensive system, you're going Wan Bissaka because he is miles better defender than Alexander Arnold. But if you're that's, going that's an offensive wow. perspective, right wing back is by far Trent Alexander Arnold, which pains me to say it. Do you I know I watched, I I watched a lot of stuff on, on, on Wan Bissaka last season? And do you know actually the reason he had the most the highest tackling rate is a lot of the time he was recovering because you're out of position. That, and I, I like him. I like Wan Bissaka, but but the issue for me, uh, I just I just think he's suspect. And also, going forward, he doesn't offer anything going forward. Trent, uh, like I just said, Trent, Trent for me, I think will do what Bale did. I think Trent will end up far, far, forward, far, far more forward up the field 
as he gets older, he's he, he's got that attacking intent. But as as it stands at the moment, you, I don't think you, there's any argument. Trent is 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 our easiest our position of the night, and it? it's the easiest yeah. position yeah. of the night for me. That's like, like, Kyle Walker would be challenging for that position, especially the wing back position, because he that's his best position getting forward and getting pace as well. Yeah. Not any, not anymore. I don't think. No, he, he tucks inside these days. He almost plays as an extra midfielder for the most part. Um, I would also question the Trent Alexander-Arnold as a right wing back as well, because actually watch, whenever I watch him for Liverpool, he seems to be playing slightly deeper, particularly than he did against Belgium. And that was sort of highlighted by the fact he got, got an entire 30 touches in that game. I almost feel that in the current three at the back system, when we play him as a right wing back, he ends up too far forward. His crosses from deep are what make him so dangerous. If you push him all the way up there, you lose the main threat of him. Just, yeah. just a little side note: Phil Phil Jones can play wing back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're still including his name. I mean, he, he, needs, I don't, he needs to like just start give up. I think name. it says it all, really, when you've got England have got some decent left full backs, but they're playing Kieran Trippier at left wing back because it's hard yeah. to keep him out the side because he's also an attacking threat going forward so I would I still think in terms of right wing back yeah Trent Alexander-Arnold is the ideal player for that position but if, if I had to say as well possibly you would have Kieran Trippier fighting from for that role as well because they're almost identical in terms of style I think I think sort of style of play. Trippier is a bit more he's a bit more reserved in terms of like, especially with, with Liverpool he does get forward a lot more that's obviously a key part of Liverpool's game. Um, so I think under Southgate, Trippier could probably run Trent a lot closer than he, he probably should do, in all fairness. I think most I, people... I think, um, I think we're missing Rhys James out here as well. Yeah. I, th- I think big time really for the next... For the next, um, for the next 10 years, effectively, we're set at right back. Alexander yeah. Arnold, Rhys James. He, he's, better, he's better than Wan-Bissaka, mate. 100%. Rhys yeah. James is better than Wan-Bissaka. I think How so. old is Reese James? 21. Yeah. yeah 21, yeah. enough, that is my middle name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that's it. That's like right right back, right wing back, whatever you want to say. It's yeah. sorted ten, next 10 years. Alexander Arnold, Reese James. Yeah. Done. And, There's a wealth yeah. of options, isn't there? And they're all young, which is really encouraging. Uh, it's the one position we're not, we're not weak in at all. What about um, Ian and Joe? What about Matty Cash? I think he'll be knocking on the door. He's Polish. He's what, sorry? Polish. No, he's not. He's English. Uh, He'll play for for Poland before he plays for England. (laughs) 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 Not if uh, if we carry on our form of early season. Him and Esri will be knocking on the door. And that might solve your your third centre-back on the right side. There you go. I'm being, I'm being serious here. You do know he's Polish, yeah? No, he's English. He's got Polish um, grandparents, hasn't he? But he's actually yeah. English. He'll he'll play for Poland before he plays for It only works if you're Irish, doesn't it? If you're Irish, <laughs> if, if you're, your <laughs> brother's sister's boy is, uh, is, is quarter Irish. Nah, you Scot- nah, Scottish as well. McTominay, born in... Born down in England, but he plays for Scotland at right centre back. Says it all. Uh, oh, we could have had him as a centre back. <laughs> how many times would I listen? I'd listen to an uh, an interview with Irish players, and they'd have a Cockney accent. Andy Townsend. Yeah, exactly. Andy Townsend. <laughs> so many of them. Jason McAteer. Um, 
mind John Aldridge, yeah, John Aldridge as well. He's a pure scouse, but he was playing for Ireland in, in, in the World Cup in 1990. Loads of them. We, we'll start. We'll do the Poland team next week, Alex, and we'll put cash in. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I think we're all. I think we're probably the closest we'd get to being unanimous um, on Trent there. Yeah. yeah, right back. I think we're all ha- happy with that one. Um, we'll go the other side then. So Neil, your man. Should he be first choice as left wing back essentially for England? Well, uh, I, know, I, know, I know he's ex- left, but you know we, we've got no Chelsea fan here. You know, yeah, him. that's fine. The very confidence player. We are. The thing is, he looks a bit weak, and he will his head will drop, and people will be able to get past him. If you look at the form that we had up till um, from September to December, we were great, and Chilwell was one of our best attacking threats going forward, and we were playing four at the back as well. But his best position is actually driving into midfield and actually cutting in and breaking the lines. So compared to other players on that left-hand side, yes, he is great. But I think he offers you more going forward than he is defensively. And that's just what you've got to consider for England. So he's a great player. But sometimes when you think about the defensive capabilities that he's he's necessarily known for, it's not, it's not, it's not that great in my opinion. But I still rate him as a decent player. And if you want to get balls into the box and somebody to get you to that byline, he'll do that for you. On a genuine, is there anyone else, anyone that anyone can suggest as an actual alternative to him at this stage? Well, they're trying, they're trying out the boy Saka, aren't they? But yeah, I was going to suggest either of those two, Saka or Maitland-Niles. They're both playing on the left. He's playing Trippier there at left wing back at the minute. So would you keep Trippier at left wing back? No. No, he's right-footed. Not. That was the problem England had in the World Cup was having was having Ashley Young was was a right-footed left back. He he did a job. He was you know he definitely did a job. But no, I, I, you need a left-footed. A left-footed. Provided, provided he's fit, Chilwell will play. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think that even needs debating. To be honest, it's Chilwell, isn't it? But left back every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, I think we go we go for Chilwell, left wing yeah. back at the like we say. I think at the moment he's. He's the kind of he's the outstanding with, without being outstanding. He's the outstanding option. Um, then you probably look at Saka possibly, but again, yeah, experience. He's not a lot of experience there, um, and I don't think even though there's three of us here, I don't think any of us would argue that Matt Target would get in the squad or, or get near near anyone really. No, or Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw's. He's, I, I, do you know what? He's, he's, as, a, as a United fan, I've, I've always wanted him to do so well. I've always backed him, but he's not. No, I mean the, the boy Tellers that United have brought in now. That, that's the end for, for Luke Shaw as as uh, starting left back. I think he'll he'll will be sort of weaned out of the team, and I, I think he'll go by the end of the year or, or next or next summer. So, moving on then. Um, so so that was that was an easy one. Um, moving on, if we look at. I think this is probably another area that there's a lot of players and is there anyone that really stands out? If, we, if we're looking at centre midfield, I think Southgate and particularly in the style, if we have three at the back, two wing backs, you're probably saying two holding midfielders. Yeah. And then, you know, would you, trying to think off the top of my head, probably most people would lean towards Jordan Henderson as being one of the starters there. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Seven, out of, seven out of ten every game, isn't he? He's 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 just consistent. He doesn't he doesn't pull trees up with what he does, but he's just consistent every every game. You, you know I, you're going to get a performance out of him. 
I, I think it, as well with this, it goes back to what, what Neil mentioned earlier when um, with Maguire's performances, having Evans alongside him, um, having Wes Morgan alongside him, in the same manner that Henderson being the talker in that midfield with players alongside him, um, you know, I, I know, you know, Rice would shout and stuff like that, but kind of just spurring people on the likes of Winks maybe and other other younger lads that might be in there. And I think, in all fairness, he does it for Liverpool. Henderson being the captain for Liverpool and being the kind of guy he is as a leader, does that in the midfield and is the kind of guy that we need to kind of push us on, essentially. So I think I think he probably is, when you look at centre midfielders as in two holders, um, he probably is the you know the, the number one choice, in all fairness. I don't think any, anyone would argue against him in certainly being in there. Yeah, Henderson as well is effectively England's captain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wears the armband, but it's Henderson who's who's the skipper. I know? never think a, a striker should should have the armband. I've I've never been a fan of that. I think I think your skipper needs to be in the middle of the park. I, I think anyway. It's just a, it's, I think it's literally just an armband, isn't it? Yeah. It's just he's Harry Kane. He's the he's the chief goal scorer. Best known player. It's uh, nothing. All or nothing proved that Harry Kane is no captain. (laughs) I've always been in that same mindset. I've always believed if you're going to have a captain, you either have a centre half or you have a a midfielder. I've always been on that sense. I mean, I think the only other goal uh, captains that realistically stand out with their different different countries is you had Philip Lamb, who was Germany captain from right back. You had Casillas and Buffon captaining from goalkeeper. You're not really a, a striker as a captain. They're not going to have much presence at the back, and I don't think that's. I don't think that works in terms of all round. There's only two strikers. There's only two strikers I've seen that have, that have, have done that have been decent as captains. So, yeah, Jerry Henry uh, for for Arsenal. He was he was immense as captain. He, he was the voice of that team, and, and Cantona as well. Cantona for United when he was when he was captain. He was. What about what about Shearer yeah. when he was yeah. um, Newcastle? Shearer yeah. yeah, immense when he immense. I don't. I don't I think would, it's important anyway. To be, to be honest, in, especially in international football, it's not really a. It's not really an important thing. They're all mature enough. They're all. They all know their roles. They should. The leaders just naturally come to the fore, whether they're wearing an armband or not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it happens. You, you see it all over the all over the pitch. Really, I, I think no matter what team that you um, you know that you support, you look at you know you look at Villa. Um, you know Grealish. He does. Obviously, talk a lot. He's fairly vocal, but he's always going to be. Is he a leader? Probably not. No. And then you look at Tyro Mings. He doesn't need to wear the armband, armband to be more of a leader than the others. So it does. Ha- it does. You know, happen across the pitch. What about um, alongside Henderson? Because I think you know I struggle to see you know, in terms of certainly a starter, a definite starter alongside Henderson holding. I mean, what your, your options at the moment based on his, his latest squad? Um, Winks, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice. Um, I don't know if there's anyone else. I mean, Eric Dyer potentially, but I think he probably sees him more as a as a centre half. You know, who who would people be kind of? You know, Alex. Who would you be swaying more towards to play alongside Henderson? I I think it's tough because there's no there's no one there that's that's outstanding or that you you're really filled with confidence with playing them. Um, I think you. Yeah, the last World Cup, he kind of he kind of played just one, didn't he? he played Henderson, and then he had he kind of had Deli Ali and Lin, Lingard going either side of him, yeah, and, and working like that, and then having um, kind of Sterling and Kane up top. But obviously, he wants to play with Kane up top and two wide men and two men sitting at the moment, so it's yeah. 
it's an issue for him. Um, Calvin Phillips hasn't done a lot wrong, I don't think. I think the more he plays at Leeds in the Premier League and the more experience and exposure he gets there, the better for him. Declan Rice always seems to get the nod, which I have to admit, I'm no great lover of Declan Rice. I don't really get what he I does. Think he's over, I think he's overrated. I'd like but to see him in a big team. I'd like to see him play for one of the big, the big, the top, top four, and see and see well, top six, and see if he gets lost in in the squad or if he if he becomes a standout player. But West Ham, or West Ham, aren't they? I could look decent in a West Ham shirt at the moment, you know. I think the way he's, I think the way based on current playing and the fact he's just an absolute shit show, but also he's fantastic at like when I say shit show, obviously in Scotland that can be a different thing for you guys, but like shit show in terms of like crazy, maniacal, and he'll get involved. I think Phillips perhaps gets into that team because Henderson isn't probably the quickest player, but he can pass a ball and he can spare, but he's got vision. But I think Phillips, the fact he's such a quick player as well, he could do the running for Henderson as well. Let's not forget, though, that that, that Southgate was looking at Phillips before the lockdown when he was playing in the Championship. So he, he's obviously, he obviously rates him. He obviously, he's obviously you know looking at him for the future. I think, I think Phillips will integrate into that, into that first 11. I, 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 think he'd be a, I think he's a good show. I would certainly play Phillips in there. I think he's good enough. I don't know if I'd play him as a two. Perhaps play him like in a three-man midfield and have two up top. Depends on give or take. But obviously, Southgate plays with three. I would possibly have him with an extra midfielder because I don't think he's got, like you mentioned earlier on, which has been a common theme for us discussing tonight, is international experience. That's a big thing. Um, I'm inclined um, to maybe say if you're going to have Phillips, you have an experienced player with him. Um, I mean, looking at those players we mentioned, in terms of you look at experience, obviously Henderson's got a lot of experience, 55 caps. Yeah. Um, This is before the the games. Um, Phillips has only played once, Declan Rice nine times. Harry Winks six times. The other guy that was in the squad that we didn't mention, which I don't think anyone's going to fancy, is James Ward-Prowse, Southampton. I like him. I like, I like him, yeah. I, I like him. Enough. I'd like to see him in a bit, a bit... Again, I'd like to see him play at a bigger club. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him play, play week in, week out and challenge himself at, at a bigger club. But, yeah, I, I like him. I, I think get, he, I get, I'd, he's another one. I don't really get what he does. Yeah, he's, he's a good set piece, but other than that, I think he's, he's basically Rice, but without the physicality. I don't know if Deli Alley gets into your midfield. I know he's more of a goal-scoring midfielder, but um, he hasn't really been doing that lately. And yeah, He can't get in the Spurs team. No. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't include him, but I think based on Henderson's lack of, lack of pace, I would have Phillips in there to cover him and do the running, but his international experience is a, is a risky option but I think based on pace and sheer fitness he is miles ahead of those other midfielders I think he would be a a workhorse for that midfield if you're playing 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 a back three though that essentially you've got five defensive players and haven't you we're, we're, we're stuck yeah is it, is it, it's another one there's I mean we mentioned it's about a defense I mean it's not really that many options in terms of holding midfielders but I mean if you're picking two there's still four or five options there and I think, as we've showed, Henderson's probably the only one that we'd kind of go for. I think, you know, I'm, I'm with Reese on this one. I think I'd go with Phillips in all fairness. I know he hasn't got the experience, but you look at his... I mean, technically, he's a very good player. Um, I think prior to last season, he did take a lot of the set pieces for for Leeds. He's good on he's good on the ball. I think that would complement... You know, and he's obviously, he's, he's, you know, he's a fit guy. The, the style that they play at Leeds as well, it's, it's a lot... You know, a lot of pressing. So I think if you're going with one, 
tick more of the boxes. I think I think going back to what Alex said, I'm with Alex on I've never seen what um I've never seen what what, what Declan Rice does. I think he's a bit of a he's a bit of a, a shit house that gets stuck in, maybe puts himself about, but he's a bit too sloppy in possession. So yeah. if you're going with two in midfield, you can't you can't have someone in there who's sloppy in possession, especially at, at international level. Um you need so to be switched not, on all times at international level. You've got to be switched on at all times. Yeah. Also worth noting that uh, Phil Jones can play central defence in the field. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, if we're, if we're struggling... He's Asian or something. What's that? He's there. You know, I would suggest is... Um, I don't know where we're going to go on with it because he's been playing as a left winger lately, which I think is an absolute shambles to Lampard's management. Is um, maybe a lack of creativity um, in that midfield, which you could also have as an att- a player who is more attacking midfield-wise... Perhaps Jordan Henderson playing alongside Mason Mount. Madison, just uh, for the record, for any Grealish fans out there, I, I, I choose Madison over him every time. We'll get on to that. Time for you to go, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think this one comes back to um, Alex's point from earlier. If you're picking a team for a World Cup final tomorrow, who do you go for? If you're picking something to build for next summer for the Euros... I think we'd all agree that you'd probably go with Henderson and Phillips. I'd go Phillips. If you were a World Cup final team tomorrow, you probably wouldn't pick Phillips based on his experience. But if we want to build something, I'd de- definitely be testing that partnership. With the way Southgate's playing this system of playing Henderson and Phillips as your holders, um, Henderson offers you the experience and then Phillips is, is going to be, hopefully one of the, the key standout players this season in the Premier League with the, the style of play that Leeds and Belisa do play. So it's, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, I'd definitely be saying, looking at those positions, Henderson, Phillips, any day of the week uh, for me. And then it's what you what you do going forward in that front three then and how you balance that out. Sorry, for me, I, th- I think this again shows the problem of playing this three at the back. We have to play two centre-mids and really... Yeah we'd be so much better off playing Phillips with Henderson a little bit further forward and then having a more creative player next to them. I think if we're taking Henderson as a given that we have to play him, you need someone who can actually drive forward with the ball. Because with Henderson and, say, Phillips in there, there isn't really a progressive passer and there's certainly no one to fill that void between the wingers, CDMs and the striker. For me, the only player... And he's always injured, so he's not. It's sort of a non-starter. But I actually, feel that having the physicality, the pace, and the Off ability the to get the box. I was going to say Oxlade Chamberlain, actually. Oh, oh I got yeah. like All right, okay. Oh, That's Michelle. probably the second person I was thinking about him. Um, yeah, Oxlade Chamberlain. Yeah, sort of. Because you could say the same about Ross Barkley in that sense. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Ross Barkley, but um, just because he's. He's incons- his inconsistencies, but that's because he played obviously Chelsea. He just did not get a shoe in, but. He's another player who's like he's good in the ball. He can get a goal and he can also set a he's pass strong, up as well. Big lad. Yeah. Well, he's a he's a bloody strong lad. Like yeah, yeah. I think that's a good shout, Oxlade Chamberlain. I think he's. I think in all fairness, Southgate rates him, and would probably have him as first choice. Would he? Started over Lingard in the World Cup. I think he feels fit. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate. There's so many um, England have had some good midfielders that are injured. Like have had injury problems. Like um, you refer- obviously we mentioned Oxley Chamberlain. Um, I was thinking Ruben Loftus Cheek. I think he's also a good midfielder and like for Chelsea, he's just had unfortunate circumstances of 
not being able to get a chance with the midfielders around them, like Jorginho, Kante and all that, but he's he had injury problems. Has he gone out alone, Fulham? Yeah, that's been boring, that's been boring. Yeah. I mean, who would, you know, who... What about Harry Winks? I don't think we, we haven't really spoke about him too much. Would anyone fancy Harry Winks and Harry Winks in that midfield, or, or would he fall into the category? He's underrated. I'm not sure. Not sure what he does. I don't see what extra he gives you that you're not no, already getting no. from Henderson and yeah. and Phillips or or whoever. I think Lox, uh, Oxlade Chamberlain, as Joe says, if he was fit, playing playing regularly in form, then he'd be the one that you'd play next to Henderson. He he provides the answer. Yeah. And you also have the fact that they play together week in, week out at Liverpool. At Liverpool, yeah. Familiarity is exceptionally underrated. I mean, the Italians have built upon that for the last 30 years. Yeah. yeah. I think and that's that, I obviously think... a big thing for um, Southgate when you had mostly when they were playing at um, Spurs together. You had Danny Rose, you had Walker, you had. Deli Alley, um, Kyle, uh, Kieran Trippier. It was a it was a Spurs team, but it's because Spurs had the best overall balance in the league at the time. That's why they were all playing together. But now you look at, you need that balance. Yeah, I would certainly say midfield wise, you would go for the two Liverpool players because they're playing in a system that is pressing and going forward and progressive football. Yeah, I would certainly I would can't deny that. I would probably say Henderson and Oxley Chamberlain. Yeah. The, the issue, of course, is how how fit is he? Can you keep him fit? Yeah, you, yeah, get, you get yeah. tournament, can you trust him to be fit? You know, all of that. Get him to a tournament. And that's yeah, why I've always, chosen... He's always injured the week before the tournament starts, isn't he? That's and that's it. why I've chosen Phillips. Well, we I think we're between those two, aren't we, really? Phillips, Phillips or, or um, the Ox. So, um, again, show of hands or reaction. Um, who'd go for Calvin Phillips? Oh, Neil's not sure. Um, not sure, no. Not no, on currently. Leeds, Leeds are kind of they're looked at as a good team, and I think they are a good team. But there's a lot of hype that's going on around them at the moment, and it's not anything against the player, or whatever. I just think that he's only had a couple of games in the Premier League. Let's see after a year how well he actually does, because the Premier League is definitely a different bruise to the Championship, as we found out. So here's a question to you, then, Neil. So obviously, it's been a while since I've watched them play. What would you say to a player that I like for the Leicester midfield, and that's Hamza Chaudhary? And that's a tough shout to some people, but I, I rate this kid. I rate him a Great lot. Hair. Great hair. Great <laughs> hair. He's he's a good player, but however, he's not going to get in ahead of Ndidi. And if you're going to want to play him for England, he's Ndidi's out and he's not even getting second chance. The problem is he's a bit of a bruiser in the midfield, but he's not even getting the England squad. And I'm a massive, personal, massive fan of Hamza Chaudhary, but for recent times, I just can't see him even getting a Leicester squad. And if you're not even getting your national team, you can get in your local squad. The chances of getting the England squad are very minimal. Mm. However, he's got a bright future ahead of him for sure. Because he's early 20s, hasn't he? He's what, 2021? 2021, yeah. But but Calvin Phillips is going to have more game time experience. Yeah. So I kind of backtrack my own point. Hey, he's the boy for Leeds. He's the man that goes for. What if, the reason I chose him as well, not just because he's um, the fact he's such an amazing workhorse and his fitness levels are supreme, but that's because Bielsa drills into you. You're expected to play this. Is the game against City when they like such an entertaining draw, but the pass he played out to like when he got the ball and he played it straight out to Harrison, who literally got in and Harrison got in and got the goal. Like it was like that style. I was like actually hold on, this is a serious player on our hands. But 
yeah, the experience also like I agree with Neil in the sense of like I would have him in, but yeah, you need to a couple Aren't of games can just with Pedro and Reece, see if he's got any Scottish relatives, get him in there. <laughs> we've got unfortunately <laughs> he probably does, but obviously we've already got McTominay who's apparently a midfielder. We're playing as a right centre back, so we're clearly Best. misusing players. You've got a great centre midfielder as well, haven't you? Plays in the Premier League already. Yeah, John McGinn. McGinn yeah. United were looking at him last year. Big John McGinn. I, 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 I love John McGinn. He's a quality player. Um, okay, then. I think most... Neil wasn't sure. I'm not, I'm not sure who else. Um, Joe would have gone for Ox. So, who who would go for Oxide chamberlain alongside Henderson then? Yeah, I'd go, I'd go Ox. I'd go Ox. Joe, are you going Ox? Right now. Yeah. Alex, who did you say? I went Phillips because I'm. If if Ox was fit and you could guarantee me his fitness, then him. But uh, Phillips. What are you saying then, Neil? I'm not sure. You know, I, I can't can't give you a definite answer. I wish I could, but not got a definite answer for the moment. I think if we do this at the end of the year, I think we'll have more of an idea. But I think there's going to be a lot of gap between that midfield between Henderson and then your striking yeah. your strikers as well. So you're going to definitely need somebody to fill that. Yeah, so, no, I, I agree. So I'm just noting. So I'm just noting down who we've got so far. So we've got Pickford and goals. Who else mm-hmm. do we have at uh, the centre backs? The three centre backs we chose. Well, we actually we we got most people voted for Maguire. Yeah. More votes. Oh, Pope and goal. Sorry, yeah, Pope and goal. Yeah. Pope and goal. Back three um, votes wise, we had Maguire, Cody, and Gomez. That's fine, and it was. Trent Alexander Arnold at right wing back and left wing back it was Chilwell. Yep. And then, and then who we, so who have we got for midfield? We've got Henderson and are we doing Phillips or are we doing Chamberlain? Phillips just edged it. So far this is looking actually quite decent from a Scotland from a Scotland's perspective. Like it won't matter, matter to you like anyway because you won't be there, so it's fine. <laughs> but I wouldn't I wouldn't be so confident about that. I wouldn't be so confident about that. To be fair, you'll get to watch us, though. Should be nice. <laughs> it's all right. I'm, sorry, right. I'm also um, half Italian, so I'll have some Euro representation. <laughs> well, so all these, uh, all these Irish and Scottish always have um, some sort of nationality, just in case. It's the same with the, um, you know, the, the Scousers. If England is shit, then they're Scouse. They're not English, are they? Yeah. they <laughs> I mean, that's just. That's just them, though. That's just them. What What about then? We we go so at the moment, um, Southgate's kind of playing. He's playing two wingers either side of Kane, but he's not always playing two. I mean, because I wouldn't I wouldn't class Mason Mount as a winger. Chris, uh, yeah, I'm going to stop you here. Should we just all agree that Harry Kane's going to play centre forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that out of the way. Don't, yeah, right. yeah, we'll, we'll skip we'll skip centre forward because Kane's yeah. automatically in because yeah. Vardy is Vardy retired and he'd be I my can, number one. I can confirm that Phil Jones has never played. Like, <laughs> Depends on how the season ends, though. It, from the way it's going, I think um, Calvert Lewin is definitely up there. Obviously, Kane's always the poster boy for England, but with the way that Calvin Lewin, if he can keep this up for the next year, I could see him rivaling Kane for that position, and that's going to be a real contentious position. He's on like twelve goals already. He won't. The thing is, there's, there's so many things. It, it's not. I read something the other day, and it was a great. It was a great tweet. Um, it was something like what what Cal, what Calvert Lewin's done for however many. Yeah. You know, three months 
Danny Ings has done it for for two years. Yeah. Why do people forget about Danny Ings? He's he's, he's, such, he's such a quality player. Class. He's class. And then obviously, what Danny Ings last has year. done for two years. Kane's done for what? How many years now? Ten years or whatever. Um, and it's that consistency, and he's he's our he is our best striker. But you can't you can't drop Kane. Kane's on. He's he's probably the first name on that team. He's, he's you can't a fully fit Harry Kane gets in. I think he, week yeah, in week out. You get and, and it, even if you you, you, took, you look away from the England team, you know Harry Kane would be in the debate for the top strikers in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, top five, top you, five. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have you wouldn't argue Danny Ings or Calvert Lewin in there. If Kane stays fit, he's going to break the England record, and he, he's got a good crack at breaking the Prem record. I think if he stays fit, because the way he plays, he's a player I can see that will will go what go into his thirties. Still at a high level because he, he's not he's not blistering pace he's he's, he's so technical uh, up there and and what we're seeing this season is him bringing other players into into the phase the phase of attack now he's getting those assists more now he's um I think I think he's brilliant I I, I absolutely rate the bloke he's he's just fantastic the way he reads the game is fantastic I, I think uh, what you were saying about the assists he's been doing that for a couple of years now it's just being noted more now yeah yeah he's it, almost since he had those uh, couple of knee injuries a few years back, I think it was around the time of the Euro. Since then, he's played quite a bit deeper, and his ability to link play is fantastic. Um, I think he obviously is well known for his goal scoring prowess as well. But it's that hold up play and that ability to bring others in that just sets him so far above everyone else at the moment. And it says it all when Real Madrid wanted him, um, Mourinho wanted him at United before he ended up saying, "Nah, two hundred million is not going to happen." So we're just going to spend. We're going to spend like 75, 90 million on Romelu Lukaku, can't even touch a ball anyway. So, oh, this bad ref that Lukaku gets. He, he scored, he scored, goals. he scores, go, he scores he goals, scores they can't goals. hold the ball up. That's why I'm not going to play for Lukaku. England, though, lads. Come on. <laughs> what about so, what about wingers then? So, so essentially, who's going to play um, on the opposite side to Grealish behind Kane? Dylan and Rashford. Oh God! No, Sancho. Raheem, Raheem no. Sterling plays. Full stop. Yeah, he plays. There's, there's no way he doesn't. Southgate, yeah, I don't, loves, Southgate mm. loves him. He's probably, arguably, England's best player. That's not Kane. The only, yeah. the only Sterling thing is, plays. the only difference between Sterling at England compared to Sterling at Man City is the way Sterling plays for Man City is more direct, getting into the box, so he's going to get more goal scoring opportunities. So that's why he like he guaranteed he'll get you goals and all that. But the way he plays for England is slightly different. So I would have him in full stop because I think he's a fantastic player. But the style for England doesn't match him. But you can't realistically drop Sterling because he's such an influential presence in and around the box. That's why he. Well, that's why Rashford's he gets too him. inconsistent. Rash, Rashford, I don't. I don't think you look at Rashford starting for England all the time. I don't see it. I, I, I love him. I love him. Uh, but he's just not consistent enough. He doesn't do it week in week out. He had that period. Uh, before lockdown, before he had that back injury, where he was up there in the top five, left wing playing left wing, cutting in, banging, he was fantastic, but mm-hmm. so inconsistent. And let's not forget, if it wasn't for the fact that um, I think it was Michael Keane's brother, Will Keane, uh, was cup tied uh, uh, for, for a game. If it wasn't for that fact, Rashford would never have played for United. He was going out on loan to Crew. He was he was, <laughs> he was gone. So so I, I don't see Rashford starting for England. I, I don't. Impact player, brilliant, you know, stunning, but not a starter. So we play, so we're playing Sterling at left wing then, because that's where he's been playing quite a lot for City recently. 
For me, I think, like, what this debate for me pivots around is what do we want our wingers to do? Because at the end of the day, we've got probably four or five wingers we're discussing here, and they're all going to perform slightly different roles, really. If you pick a Sancho compared to a Rashford, it's... Whilst they, yeah, they play from similar positions, Sancho's a far better ball carrier. He's going to create a lot more. Yeah. And for me, if we're playing, if we're playing a three, four-ish, th- uh, three, what we really need are two wingers who can actually carry the ball and bring others into play. Um, if we play Rashford and Sterling, in my opinion, we're going to end up with the same problem. That yeah, they're brilliant goal scorers are they actually going to progress the ball into the box? And we're going to end up with this stagnant front three that we suffered with at the yeah. last one. Yeah. I think on that sense, what you could do in the sense is you could have one of the two, which is Rashford or Sterling, which is most likely going to be Sterling because they're inverted wingers. So you're going to have them who cut in and score. But I think the reason I would, I agree with you about the Sancho point is he's a wide playmaking winger. So he will get you crosses like, the fact that he's had 20 goals and 20 assists, 17 goals, 17 assists, like he's very consistent for both. So you, you can have an inverted winger who will come in and get you goals and who can link in with your number nine. And then you can have a wide playmaker who can directly get in both involved. So I would, I think your front three is Sancho, Kane, Sterling. Let's not forget, though, you know, you, you, you're, in, you're in the World Cup final, 20 minutes to go. You've got you look at the bench, you've got someone like Rashford to come on. I mean, the guy's got pace, he's great on the ball. It's um, it, it, it almost goes away from us talking about a great 11 to showing that attacking wise, we've got so much on the bench there. You know, like Neil said, you've got you've got you've got Vardy, who I still can't understand why he's still why, why he's going to his national time. And he's and I think it was Alex who said best, was it you, Alex said best number nine in the in the league, I think, or it was someone else who said that. I think. He's fantastic, but going forward, we've got we, we've got bags of ability. Now, saying about San, you, you can't. I don't think you, it's not even a conversation with with Sterling. Sterling starts. He he has to. He, he's 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 second on the on the pitch, other than Kane, isn't he? What about someone who recently got called up into this squad? Um, would he realistically have a chance of being in future squads? And that's Harvey Barnes. I like Harvey Barnes. He's a good player, but in that position, the thing is, he's a great player, but he's not getting ahead of Foden. He's not getting ahead of Rashford. He's not getting ahead of Sancho. So what it's going to take is that all these players are to be injured for him to get in the squad. Yes, I think last season he got... He got eight assists and six goals, which is decent for like a a 22-year-old. So he's doing all right for himself, but... Realistically, he's not getting in that England squad unless there's a catastrophic amount of injuries. Especially with um, even though he's been played out of position, you've got Mason Greenwood who's been playing on the right wing and he scored 17 goals last season. Like he's also getting them in. Obviously, like he's not going to get ahead of Kent number nine, but he's going to be competing for that winger spot as well. So that you've got so much talent that it's going to be difficult to leave one out compared to the other. That's what's so interesting about your forward players compared to your shambolic defence. But you, but you mentioned the the, the the formation we're playing. Players like Foden uh, are sort of the people that, that miss out because of the formation we're playing. And Foden, let's make let's not let's not have this right. He's a talent. He's going to be uh-huh. one of the one of the one of the balls. You know, the ball boys of the uh, of the Premier League going forward. He's 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 spot on. But he doesn't fit into that system, does he? He's effect- he's effectively hindered because the defence is so poor. Yeah. He needs that extra yeah. man at the back. I think Foden, if he's Spanish, if, if Foden's Spanish, Italian, 
or, or any other nationality. Foden has 20 caps already at his age. Fernandinho. Foden, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is technically brilliant on the ball. Like he, he's The one thing he's got as well that is... The one advantage he's got over other like English midfielders is last season he was playing beside Fernandinho, who was one of the best defensive midfielders, not in just in world football, like in the Premier League, but world football. He's got Kevin De Bruyne, who is one of the best playmakers and attacking midfielders, and also he had David Silva, who is one of the best overall midfielders to ever play in the Premier League. So he has such that he has so much different styles of football to learn from, and he can virtually go on and become one of the best midfielders in world football by the time he's 27. Yeah. And that's scary because he's only, what, 19 years old. So, like, in eight years' time, who knows how good this kid's going to be? But the England defence is the reason he doesn't get in my... He's the only reason he doesn't get in this team for me is because the defence isn't good enough. Unless you're Phil Jones. He doesn't get in, period. What? What? I'm not having this. I'm not having this. How can you have Phil Jones in any any defence? How? Like, he is... Because he's got pink boots. He's got pink boots. He's quality. So Martial had pink boots, but now he's changed them to black. But that doesn't mean anything. Like Phil Jones is, oh, just don't. If Phil we Jones, don't, our saviour. If we all, if, I think we, we we all pretty much agree that Sterling would would start on the left. I think. Yeah. Um, who would we be sticking with, Sancho on the right, or, yeah, or yeah. has Ian got a great argument that we'd shift Sterling on the right and stick Grealish in on the left? <laughs> so, it's a tough one isn't it because this position both of them left and right side flanking Harry Kane is the most competitive area of the squad there's so many different players that bring different qualities um, obviously we've been sort of jumping on Grealish's bandwagon for the last six months for him to get his chance and this it's similar to like the likes of Lewis Dunk at Brighton. I think Brighton fans are having the same sort of emotions going through that he's, he's not made another squad. And that was our feelings towards Grealish. Just just give him a chance and, and let's have a look at him and see what he can do in an England shirt. But like you say, when, when all these players are fully fit and Grealish has probably only got into this squad because of the, the injuries um, and it will be the case. Like Sterling is number one in terms of your left side or your right side, where whichever side you want to play him, because um, he's the second best player behind Kane in the, in the squad. And mm. then you've got the likes of Rashford, Greenwood, Foden, who Southgate's already tried there as well. And then you've got players like Harvey Barnes, who rightfully are in this squad because they've had great starts to the season. Um, but the, the competition for places there is so tough. Um I would personally like to see Grealish get more of a chance. I don't think he's going to because Southgate has already set his stall out. He, he was man of the match against Wales. Why not give him another chance uh, against Belgium when he decided to go with Mount instead, who doesn't really play there for his club? Um, so it's an interesting one. I never thought that Mason Mount was going to be competition for Jack Grealish and keeping him out of an England team. I thought his problem would be that it would be Rashford and the likes of Sterling Sancho ahead of him, and that's who his competition was. And then Southgate to play Mount there instead against Belgium was just a real kick in the teeth, and it must have been for Grealish. I, I think he'll personally know that he's up against it, and personally I don't think Southgate likes Grealish for something that's happened in the past, maybe. We don't know. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be yeah. tough for him to play, break into this team. But he is a generational talent, and um, he brings a lot to the floor.
that a lot of these players don't. Uh, and when we're talking about progressive style of dribbling and taking the ball and taking players away, creating space for others, Grealish is your man there. But it just depends, doesn't it, in terms of what happens in the Premier League this season. If Villa and Grealish keep playing the way they are and the way they've started, Southgate is not going to be able to ignore him because the pundits, the likes of the fans, us lot, will all be banging on that sort of door for Southgate to include him. Uh, that's why I say the start of the season, if you stop Grealish, you stop Aston Villa. Because frankly, that's... And this is no way... like Because I thought I, like the way Aston Villa were last season, it was such a... Like, I didn't expect it to be such a low scope, uh, low point season for Aston Villa. I thought you would have got much more. Like, you were one of the teams I was tipping not to get relegated anyway. But I didn't tip them to get relegated. But the way they were playing throughout the season, I was like, if you just stop Grealish, they're going to get relegated. I'm glad you didn't. But this season, it's so much better for him that he's now more suited to this left-wing role. And he's got a better midfield around him that he's, he's so much easier to take the ball on. And he's become an even bigger threat and that's like the fact that he's playing second fiddle to Mason Mount who's an attacking midfielder by trade not a left winger says it all like yeah. it must be a kick in the teeth for him and it is a shame but he, think, well, he, yeah. the forward roles have got a lot of there's a lot of forward players for England that is covered for the next decade and a half to come and that's one good thing is just how lethal you're going to be going forward I think Grealish the thing that Grealish has done though that has changed for me is not maybe not off the off the pitch. We've all seen the parties. We know that, but his his performances on the pitch. So the, the maturity there. There's a maturity there that, that that wasn't there four years ago. He's very everything goes through him. And I tell you what, some of the balls he plays forward. And just again, if he was Spanish, Italian, German, he'd be it'd be YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. He'd be, he'd be starting everywhere. I think I think. As as you said, and as you're going on with Chris, for, for me, if I'm Grealish and Mank starts ahead of me, I'm already annoyed. And when I see him score, <laughs> I'm booking a taxi with Phil Jones. I'm off. I'm going because I'm not getting anywhere near that bloody team. <laughs> That's the eighth but... time you've mentioned him tonight. No, I agree with you 100% about the fact that he played... And then he scored as well because he scored what? He scored equalising goal, Mason Mount. I didn't get a chance to watch the no, game, but it? like... He scored the winner. Like that is a kick in the teeth for him. So obviously in that sense. But the one good thing about that sense of being overlooked by Mason Mount is the fact that he's what five or six years younger than Grealish, but he can take that in the sense of oh that means I'm like I'm already working hard. I've got a player that's working equally as hard. I keep working harder. I can prove I'm getting this this place ahead of him. So that's a that's a good thing. But the fact he's behind Mason Mount is a slap in the face. Really, is is. I mean, it's a tough one. I think. Oh, Mason's not watching this. It's going to be livid. <laughs> I've, I've done this purely for this reason. It's going. It's going to go with Southgate and Mason Mount. <laughs> Everything else we've spoken about, apart from the Phil Jones stuff, because you need that, you know, to get to your agent, um, is getting deleted. He is. Yeah. He is. He is a better. He is better than Mason Mount. And there's in different aspects. Like he is better from the wing. He's better creatively. But in terms of like. Who gets in based off? It. There must be a specific reason because Mason Mount is a very hard-working player, and he did it at Derby County, and he's done it at Chelsea in that season. He's had and he's done it so far. But he hasn't ahead of Grealish though. He hasn't ahead of Grealish. You look at um, the last three seasons. Um, so you look at um, two years ago. Um, Championship, yeah. 
yeah, championship, Mount V Grealish, Grealish on top. Last season, Grealish carried a really poor side. And this season, he started really well. But again, I think it all comes down to what we mentioned earlier about, you know, Grealish, you know, are these kind of players, and you might, you know, you might bring Madison into this as well, possibly. Are these kind of players who are more like central attacking midfielders, um, which I think we'd, we'd agree that Grealish probably is more of than a winger. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. he's performing well as a winger and he, he can play there. And that's just because he's, he's that good. You know, is this formation... Does, is it of detriment to those kind of guys? And do you need two, two out-and-out wingers? I say out-and-out, two wingers that can are progressive with the ball, but that can also kind of link up well with, with Harry Kane, who is who is going to be the main man. You know, is that is that kind of... So so in terms of even though Greenwich may have a really, really good season, which I'm sure he will, um, you know, I still think he'll be quite a way off. I think that's why I said at the name, um, when I said how, when I mentioned... Calvin Phillips is if you're going to have another midfielder is I would have two set midfielders and I'd play an attacking midfielder yeah. that attacking midfielder for me would be between the two obvious contenders and for me that's Jack Grealish or James Madison I'm more inclined to say I've, I've been more Madison just the way he played but obviously I can't I can't disregard Grealish's attacking creativity as well because he's phenomenal and then you could play a top two of Sterling and uh, Sterling and Kane but obviously that means leaving out Ra- Sancho but he's also played attacking midfield it's such a a thought provocative formation and style of play that you've got so many different options from different players who are tried and tested. Thing with Sancho and Sterling is 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 Sancho and Sterling for their clubs can play on the right and the left. They're interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, in 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 a in a game uh, when you want to change things up, they switch. They, they switch, and that that for me is why I think them to start behind Kane. I, I don't think I, I don't see anyone. Going above them, I, you know, I, I, I'd love to back you, Chris, and say that Greenish gets in, but I and I and Greenish is quality. But I'm just, if if we're playing the World Cup tomorrow, for me, it's Sterling and, and Sancho, just just for what they bring. And it's not they're just the two best English wide men; they're also in the bracket for maybe top five, maybe top like Sancho, Sancho and Sterling are definitely are in the top five for best wingers in world football. Would yeah. so? Would, I think would we? We, we, I think we all pretty much agreed with Sterling. We're all going to pretty much lean towards Sancho on the other side. So those yeah. two side of Kane. No, Alex, who are you thinking? I think he sticks with Rashford. On the right? No, on the left. I think Sterling plays on the right. I think that's, I think that's his first, first choice front three. But is that your first? <laughs> I think... I would I want think... Rashford in there, but... At base at the minute, it is difficult. I would I would have to say Sancho, Kane, Sterling, but Rashford is just as equal as good to get into that side. If we're if we're picking it on the on the terms of, of school dinners, then yeah, Rashford's in there definitely. But 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 <laughs> for England, he just he's not consistent enough. I mean, oh, he's not. He's, he doesn't do it, does he? Week in week out for us, really. He doesn't he, do it. There's so much there's so much promise there and so much goal threat, and he's so direct that on those occasions when he gets it right. Yeah. He, he is unplayable. He has those 10-minute little spells where he just is unplayable. But as you say, not consistent enough. But I, th- I think Southgate goes with him and, and until such a time as Sancho is doing it that often smack bang there in front of his face that he can't leave him out. Yeah. Okay, then. Oh, I agree. I think Rashford starts over Sancho. So we're gonna we're gonna so we're gonna we're just gonna close off these two these two positions. I think I know who's going to be left winger. So, 
um, left wing uh, between, I suppose, realistically, you're looking at Sterling, Rashford, uh, Grealish, Mount, um, you know, because he loves Mason Mount, doesn't he? I think those are the guys at the moment on the left. I don't know. I think Sancho's more of a right winger. So uh, Sterling, who who would who would have Sterling as their first choice? Yeah, yeah Sterling definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, so the right side, um, I think we're probably leaning more towards Ashford or Sancho. Um, so who'd go for Sancho? Yeah, Sancho. Sancho. Yeah, I'm going Sancho. Um, and what about Rashford? Yeah, Rashford. Yeah. Okay. So, was, um, I mean, I'll, I think I'm going to go for Rashford. To be honest, I think I'm. I get the point. Um, Rashford is very inconsistent for England. But at the same time, has Sancho really done enough for England? Um, obviously, he's, you know, Europe, European football-wise, you know, he's brilliant in the Bundesliga, but in terms of England performances, it hasn't really quite been there. So I think that. That tops off our, our front three, almost, because I'm going to go, me being the host, my deciding vote. Rashford yep. on the right, Kane for the middle, Sterling on the left. Um, I'd love Grealish to start. I think realistically, because of the lineup that Southgate would go for, which we've kind of gone along, uh, those kind of more central attacking midfielders would miss out. And that means I think Grealish would miss out because if you go in winger v winger, Sterling would get ahead of him and or Rashford would get ahead of him. Um so I think we'll we'll go with that. And so you're uh, decide so you're deciding vote, you're going Rashford, Kane, Sterling. Yeah. So this is what you've so I've been noting down your entire like the entire team the whole way through as the neutral Scotsman here, because obviously you've got to have that. Yeah. Um, so the team that we've noted is Pope and Goal. Yeah. Uh, back Three of Gomez on the right, Cody in the middle, Maguire at the left. Yeah. Alexander Arnold and Chilwell as your as your wing backs. Henderson and Phillips in your midfield two, and then up front you've got Kane in the middle, Sterling on the left, Rashford up front on the right hand side. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. I mean, strong side there, I'll admit. That's a strong side. It's all right. There's a couple of areas I think probably holding midfield isn't the best, um, and defensively it's not great. Um, I mean, we, we've come to debate this. I mean, Southgate could very easily pick this team tomorrow, couldn't he? Essentially, you know, looking at the players that we've gone for. But, you know, those are, I suppose, you know, when you think about it, you think of the system that he goes for, they fit the style best. Um, so there we go. You know, I've enjoyed the debate. It's been quite good. Unfortunately, Phil Jones can't quite fit in anyway, really. I'm gone. I don't have to do. Phil Jones. The coach is the water boy. Phil. Phil Jones is there. I've tried my best for you, Phil. They're not, they're not biting you, mate. They're not, no. Phil <laughs> Jones makes us, he can be your mascot. Yeah, we, we, we can't quite get him in. Um, I, I don't know how he ever got in in the first place. Living. <laughs> But we'll, we'll do this again another time. We'll, we'll, we'll try and get through a bit quicker next time. Get everyone, get everyone in on time so we can start on time. But um, there we go. We've picked our team. And the, the neutral Scotsman has just run through it. And for those guys watching on YouTube, um, you'll see the screen. You'll see the, uh, the team come up for you. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much, everyone, to list, for listening. Obviously, thanks to all these guys for taking part. So, Neil, massive thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Chris.
Uh, so Neil, Neil um, off the Beyond the 90 um, LCFC uh, podcast for Leicester City. And also Alex Richard, massive thank you for coming on. Pleasure, mate. Nice one. Um, resident Villa Together man, Ian Gillett, thanks for joining us once again. Always a pleasure and uh, nice to meet all you boys. Uh, hopefully have some good debates uh, across the season. Um, also, a massive thank you to Reese, um, resident, Man United, and Scotsman. Thanks very much for having me on, my friend. That was a very good one. I enjoyed that. It was a good laugh. Nice one. And then finally, if you'd like to sign off for us, Bill Jones, vote Bill Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to state for the camera, I'm not, I'm not involved in, with Phil Jones in any way, and I, I don't think the guy should be near a football pitch ever again. Yes, <laughs> thanks, thanks, for, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. It's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it, and uh, hope to hope to speak to you all very, very, very soon. With us earlier, uh, Joe Davidson, Villa Together, uh, Maz from Seagull Social representing Brighton, Dan Potts uh, from Arsenal, uh, Kevin Christie of the Spurs podcast. Um, thanks everyone for coming on, very much appreciated. And this has been the debate, the England national team. So thank you very much.